guaranteed you. <laughs> what is happening what? with the fucking Elgato today? Hi, everyone. What? Dude, this, I, all I did was press the folder button to go into all the scenes, and it changed it. That's fucking weird. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halloween sports podcast where this shit's crazy. Um, Delgado's taking over. Delgado is taking over. Uh, apparently, when Will presses buttons, other things happen. So that is what that is. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 219 for the week of January 23rd, 2022. The name of this episode is Making Money Moves. Mm. As a matter of fact, yes. uh, there were two pretty big, one bigger than the other, but two big acquisitions that took place in the esports world. Um, not just esports world, but like gaming world in general. We're going to talk about those later on in the show. Um, but just before we even get fucking started, Risky Drew, thank you for the follow. Greatly appreciated. Welcome to the live show. What's up, Berg? What's up, Helly? What is up, Martin? Uh, dude, if you're still here, welcome back. Uh, Martin, you said some news to add. Are we talking about the face it stuff that just came out before we went live? Because that is also in the show notes. But if that's not what we're talking about, then please let me know and I will add it. Um, but yeah, yes, sir. I'm here, man. I'm here for you. Yo, Eric <laughs> with the 11 month resub. Thank you so much, sir. You get a, woo. there it is. Greatly appreciated, sir. Uh, it is the stream requirement for the last qualifier. Yes. Yes. It is in the show notes. I added it right before we went live. Don't worry. Martin, I appreciate you. As always, Justin, welcome to the live show. Will, we got a big one. Um, yeah, what do we got? Well, I didn't even introduce ourselves. My That's name fine. is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire. This week, I'm joined by the man who d doesn't have them on the screen right now, but has some of the best-looking dice I've ever seen in my entire life. Will, a.k.a. <laughs> I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Monday afternoon? And actually in person for real this time. Yeah. I can touch you. Uh, you yeah, are hey. here. I'm doing fine. It's Monday. It is Monday. Something, what the heck just happened? Well, Eric gifted us one month sub to oh. Voodoo Man. So, Martin, make sure you say thank you to Eric for the subscription. And, Eric, you also, again, get another. Woo! <laughs> Drop the woos in the chat. Yes, there you go. Well, yeah, it's Monday. Making it through. I'm tired. You mentioned you were tired. It's Monday. It, it happens. But Holy shit! Will Berg also dropping the Dude. subscription right at the hot fucking beginning of the show. Berg, you get a woo! Thank you so much for the sub, man. Holy moly. Thank you, guys. Greatly appreciated. Um, how are you on on on, on, on today's day of all days, Monday? Um, <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I'm a little tired. So for the first time, I think, ever on this show, I have a cup of coffee ready to go. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. Hour. I got some coffee. Caffeine doesn't fucking affect me anymore. Come on. Okay. We're addicted to this shit. It doesn't mean anything anymore. It doesn't keep me up. Uh, like I'm I've, I've had a G Fuel every every show that we've had on Monday anyway. And that what, doesn't do anything. What time do you fall asleep by after the show? Like, Oh, it depends on what I'm doing. But like typically, maybe I'll, maybe I'll read some Harry Potter. In oh, there, nice. You know, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. Uh, no, typically around like, I'd say 11. Oh, that's not bad. No. No, I'm not like up till two in the morning every night. Oh, damn. See, so when I when you would give me G Fuel here, I would be up till like midnight one. Because oh like, no, 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 definitely not. Fair enough. But uh, will I am doing all right? Do you want to know what's coming up on this week's episode of the show? Yeah. What do we got? 
making a decision with not enough insight. That happens. Um, a team continues to struggle in scrims. This isn't when we talk about this in the scrim recaps, this isn't meant to like dump on this team, but it's meant to like kind of put things into perspective. And hopefully this team does better moving forward because we obviously want them to do better. Uh, tournament announcements and recaps. Obviously our topic of the recent HCS FFA open and pro series results. There are three different things to go through. It's going to be insane. Um, the cyber showdown, Event has officially begun with its own rewards and issues. Halo Infinite feedback continues to be acted upon, which is great. Microsoft is purchasing Activision Blizzard. Holy fucking moly, that's happening. If it goes through, if it goes through. That's been the hot topic. It has. So we'll talk about that later on. And then the CDL kickoff classic results are officially in. We'll talk about the first weekend of competitive Call of Duty for Vanguard and, uh, yeah, we'll 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 get all to it. But without further ado, Will, let's get into some competitive news. An update on grassroots. This is by Tashi, uh, Colin of uh, uh, previously of Europa Halo, put out a uh, a couple tweets here and stated in a blog post by HCS two years ago. They discussed what support they would give to grassroots tournament organizers. I don't think I've seen much mention of Europa Halo, GT Halo, AU Halo, SWAT Nation, and HCS since Infinite launched. There's been no mention of roadmap integration or points. Does HCS plan to sufficiently support these tournament organizers that are under the grassroots umbrella? Is there a formal plan in place as mentioned? The game is out now, and it seems like there isn't a plan in place with integration to the roadmap. Tashi replied with, hey, yes, definitely. We've had to prioritize standing up the main HCS program first, but this is something Divian and the team are working on layering in the coming months. So hopefully we'll have more information at that time. Obviously we'd want information sooner, but we can't control that. So we just deal with what we are given. Um, Speaking about dealing with what we are given, uh, an update on observer mode. This is by Hoaxer and Tashi. Hoaxer asked, or, or stated on Twitter, one thing that'd be an absolutely fantastic feature to observer mode in Halo Infinite is the addition of a mini-map, which we've, we've talked about previously. Yeah. Um, in my experience of learning and understanding esports games, a mini-map display accelerates my comprehension as a viewer tenfold. Add it to the list. Tashi replied with, it's already on the list, but it will be a good while before it makes its way in. So I don't know what the fuck a good while means, but there you go. We have to deal with what we're given. What were you going to say, Will? No, just agreeing who knows what a good while means. Right. They, they're probably prioritizing other issues ahead of this. And again, it is a 10-year game. If, it's a, if a while is a year in the grand scheme of things, maybe not as long. Uh, yeah, yeah, anyway. But it would be nice for teams to have that information. Absolutely. Um, Martin says, uh, to be honest, Colin is right on his list. There still hasn't been any talk about it. Well, like I said, man, I, Martin, you know, I've said it a billion times. We can only do it with what we were given, you know. And obviously we were given the same exact information that everybody else on the, the good old Twitter has been given, which is literally nothing. So... I fuck, I'm praying for you guys in the works. I truly, truly am. Um, all right, let's talk about some other bullshit. Uh, mines 
of Built by Gamers. Remember we talked about mines and the cheating allegations? Yeah. Okay. So here is a semi-update to that situation, but it's not an update from the HCS itself. No, 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 no. This is an update by the tournament organizer that put on that $10,000 tournament of in which they won. Okay. So this is by Moses of 400 GG. The title of this article is minds of built by gamers disqualified from the magic mushroom clubhouse, $10,000 following cheating accusation. 10 days after the conclusion of the Magic Mushroom Clubhouse NFT 10K, uh, the tournament's organizers have disqualified minds of Built by Gamers for allegedly cheating during the grand finals against the Kansas City Pioneers. Built by Gamers won the best of five series three to two, and the cheating allegedly occurred during a pivotal game five Street Slayer that BBG won 50 to 49. That final kill secured built by gamers a substantial $8,000 first place prize. The Kansas City Pioneers would walk away with $2,000 for their efforts. Magic Mushroom Clubhouse has said that Mines will be ineligible until they receive an official statement from 343 Industries clearing him. It remains unclear if 343 is actively investigating the situation. And Will, you mentioned it uh, last week or the week before that why would they? Like, why would they have to? Um, so Magic Mushroom's Clubhouse put out a statement. Will? Yeah. And uh, what a statement this fucking was. So, uh, I had to take a swig of my G Fuel. What's up, Halo Creation? Welcome back to the live show. The Magic Clubhouse community hosted our weekly $10,000 Halo Infinite tournament on Saturday, January 8th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Throughout the tournament, we had many high-level professional Halo players competing. Who cares? The winning team had a player that was suspected of cheating in order to secure victory. These accusations came from professional players and other notable industry outlets after reviewing gameplay footage. We have made the decision to disqualify the player minds from our tournament moving forward. This decision was made by our team in accordance with the code of conduct in place for the Magic Mushroom Clubhouse Tournament Series. Until we receive an official statement from 343 Industries debunking the claims, Mines will remain ineligible for future Magic Mushroom Clubhouse tournaments. So, Will, um, I watched the long video that Druck put out. Yeah. Again. Uh, because I'm like, you know what, what if I missed something, you know, what if, what if things were proved clear that he did cheat or he didn't. Right. And what I, and I was talking to Maddie about this and basically what I came to the conclusion of personally was that I would say 90% of the clips that were shown or the, the gameplay that was shown, 90% of the gameplay that was shown was like. I mean, yeah, he's just playing the game. Is it, were, were these clips show, slowed down for you? Yes. Throughout the video, they were. Yeah, okay. Yep. Uh, and then I'd say 10% of the clips within that video, the, the long video, I'd say about 10% of the gameplay shown was like, I could agree that that is very, very suspicious. But again, 90% of it to me, if I was just to put an estimation on it, like 90% to me was like, nah, it's just playing the game. Sure. So, yeah. 
This is a guilty until proven innocence case. Yes. And it's exactly seems, what this. Oh, is. <laughs> yeah. Justin just replied the same in chat. Um, it, it doesn't feel good in my situ in my, uh, uh just, it just, yeah, it doesn't feel good. Agreed. Agreed. Um, because there, I, like, like, there is no way, like, this isn't an HCS tournament. No. So I don't think Halo is actually going to get Halo 343, whatever, is going to get involved. Could he be? Who knows? But I don't think... It just, it just seems weird. I don't know. No, I agree. It's it's very... The, the real funny thing to me... Two things. The statement by Magic Mushroom Clubhouse. If you go and read the actual statement from their tweet... Um, oh, there's the use of the tinfoil hat emote right there. Uh, if you look at the, t the actual statement from them, because I typed it out, uh, th there were typos in, in their statement. Oh yeah. And I'm like, way to just do the bare minimum of using spell check, but they didn't. And then the other one was like, if you want in the tweet itself, because this information that I have in the show notes came from a picture. Right, like the you know how orgs do like a picture with the text inside. Yep, that's what it was. That's why I had to type it. Excuse me, I had to type it out. In the tweet itself, it's like you can catch all the drama here. If you missed any of the drama, you, you could watch yeah. it here. Fuck off with that. What are you doing? How is that professional at all? It's not. Spoiler alert. That's not professional at all. They're trying to uh, drive views off of the drama. Exactly. And you're a fucking, and for all intents and purposes, you're a fucking NFT based tournament organizer. So let's not even get into that bullshit right now. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Hey, you do you, um, but no, it's a shitty situation. Um, mines. If you ever watch or listen to this, I'll just say that, like I said, I don't necessarily believe that he is, cheating um there were like i said there were clips in there were segments of that gameplay where i'm like that that looks like it but we we also don't hear the comms right no so like what if he's getting a clear call out like this dude is sitting here right so i hear what you're saying that mm -hmm. and i'm not trying to defend him at all i don't think he needs defending i think he can do that himself but uh what i'll say is is that you there were so like when the clips were show like when the gameplay was slowed down, um, there were instances where you could see that it now I'm not I'm not trying to take into consideration that this was Druck and the KCP crew that were doing this video. I'm I'm trying to look at this as I'm just watching the gameplay. Okay. I'm just gonna watch the gameplay. And in it, it was shown that there were certain circumstances going based off what you were saying where based off how teammates were placed, it didn't seem like they could have called them out because they didn't see anybody else in some circumstances, sure. some, not all. So it's like I said, it's a very, it's a shitty situation. And like you said, why would HCS even bother looking into this when it's not their event and they don't need to. And I think I said that I think that they still should, but you're right. Why would they? So I'll say this mines. If you did not cheat, I wish you the best. 
And if you did cheat, go fuck yourself. So that's that. And I mean that in the most sincere way possible. Will, that's it for the competitive news. Your upcoming terms of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Did you know that you can go to NoobCombo.com for all your Halo eSports needs and some merch as well? It's not free. You have to pay for it, but they got it there. On Monday, January 24th, that's today, the HCS series for Australia, New Zealand, Mexico, EU, and NA, week two. They're all taking place today. It's FFA for those who didn't catch it. True. <laughs> True. Tuesday, January 25th, the HCS Pro Series, week number four for Australia, New Zealand, and Mexico. On Wednesday, January 26th, we have the HCS Pro Series, uh, week number four for EU, and the Calgary Halo Wild West Wednesdays, week number two. On Thursday, January 27th, we have the HCS Pro Series, week number four for NA. On Friday, January 28th, we have the LFTG Halo Infinite 2v2 and the EGL Master Chief Cup number eight. On Saturday, January 29th, we have the Scion Esports Halo Infinite LAN, the Halo Hub Halo Infinite Free For All, the EGL Halo Banished Cup, the Vanguard Halo Series Winter Circuit Online number one, and the AGN Halo X Halo and uh, Community Gaming Halo Infinite 4v4. Holy moly. And then on Sunday, January 30th, Keep in mind that some of these take place on both Saturday and Sunday, but we'll just say for Sunday, January 30th, the Penn Halo January Halo Infinite 4v4 Draft Tournament, the Halo Community.Espana Halo Infinite 2v2, and the North America Anaheim Regional Qualifier are all taking place. But we have an update. From Face It, teams will be required to stream the last match in the regional qualifier for the HCS Anaheim event. During matches that would qualify a team for the grand prize and qualification into the Anaheim regional, all four players will be required to stream their full gameplay of each match. The administration reserves the right to request either the link to the live stream or be provided with full match VOD after the fact. The player stream and VOD must maintain a minimum quality such that all player names are eligible in both the scoreboard and the kill feed. Failure to stream the match, provide administration with a stream link or match VOD upon request, or deleting a match VOD prior to the above given expiration may result in penalties up to and including full match forfeiture. It's tough. That is really tough. Not everyone has the ability. Nope. There was somebody who, like, I think jokingly, like, half jokingly, half not, replied to the tweet with, like, fuck, my team may qualify for Anaheim just because we were able to stream it. Right. And, like, how sad is that? That is really tough. Now, for those for those who are unaware, um, Anaheim was going to be open to spectators, um, and the qualifiers and everything were going to be happening on Anaheim premises. But uh, the problem was, is that COVID, you know, um, and they kind of, they, they waited as long as they possibly could until a final decision had to have been made. And that final decision was that no spectators are going to be allowed and the qualifier is going to be taking place online. So 
in their mind, the, the whole point of this is competitive integrity, right? You, you want to have the, the largest amount of competitive integrity possible to have a, the most competitive event you can possibly have given the online format for these qualifiers. Now, Anaheim is still a LAN event. Only the invited teams are allowed there, but they will be competing online when it gets to it. Um, but yeah, this is a, again, this is a shitty situation. So all looking, four players need to looking at it though. Like it does make sense for competitive integrity. Yes, it does. It does. We've had instances where people have played for others in community tournaments in the past. Right. Just because they, they don't turn on their stream cam or whatever it is. And essentially it is 343 HGS's money. If they're winning a prize from them, you need to prove that you're all there, you're doing what you're doing. And maybe all these cheating accu accusations popping up are, are what's causing this because they need proof of VOD so they can review everything. Um, I do think it's a little ridiculous if a team makes like a, a hero run that they've never thought they would be able to do and all of a sudden they have to go buy capture cards and stuff because like if if I plug my my Series X into my HD60 Elgato capture card, I have to play at 1080p60. I can't play at my 2K 120, which is going to make a difference to someone if that's what they're used to. So that, so now you got to go out and get a, a 4K capture card, spend 250 bucks potentially to play in this tournament. Not necessarily. Okay. So while you were talking about that, I wanted to look this up because I didn't know for sure if this was possible. Okay. Now, again, this isn't going to work for everybody. Okay. Sure. But, but hear me out. So a lot of people are having problems on PC with Halo Infinite, right? Yeah. Um, so the, now, now I'm not saying every pro player has access to one, but uh, what a lot of professional players did was they bought Series X's if they were able to, right? So you can natively stream to Twitch from your Series X. Okay. So, and I'm, I'm looking at the Twitch article about this because I was, I was wondering if this was any at all possible. So you can do that. And obviously if you were able to do that and you don't have a, if you don't have a streaming PC or a gaming PC, then with a capture card, then like if, if possible, have it hooked up to a wired connection, um, your series X that is. And, uh, it, it's a solution. It's not a good one. Yeah. But it's a solution regardless. Do you have a camera then to prove no. you're there? It is all. Now, I didn't see that in the face it post. So I don't know. It just says, oh, I here we go. Um, During matches that would qualify our team for the grand prize and qualification into the Anaheim Regional, all four players will be required to stream their full gameplay yep. of each match. And when you're streaming to Twitch from your Series X, it is just the gameplay. Yeah. Um, in the article, it does state that if you are to like go to dashboard or something like that, a a generic pause screen will show up on your feed. Yes. Um, but like I said, for those who don't have a streaming PC or a PC available with a capture card, 
there is an opportunity for you. Because the last thing that I want to see is a team that has the talent to be qualified for Anaheim just get fucked out of this te- because of this technicality. Sure. I'm curious at what that does to your game quality. To your game quality. I though. don't know. I do not know. Because imagine having to stream from your Xbox and then your game is just a little laggy. Something happens. Right. Just be unfortunate that that's the situation you were forced into. I couldn't agree more. But I, I do get it from a comp- competitive integrity side. They they need to make sure everything's on the up and up. That's that's exactly what it comes down to. Um, and clearly by the intent of their tweet, that's what it exactly sounds like the reasoning is behind it. So, um, so all I'll say is is that the qualifier is taking place this weekend. So I really, really hope that everybody sees that rule. Yeah. <laughs> um, because there is something that we are going to talk about a little bit later with the FFA series um, where it seems like uh, th- th- there were inconsistencies. So hopefully everybody sees this, understands this, is able to do this if possible. And uh, yeah, and hopefully nobody gets fucked because of it. Um, we'll have to wait and see because I know it'll be everywhere in case a team doesn't qualify because of that reason. Yep. Um, so there's that. That's it for your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by noobcombo.com. Check out noobcombo.com for our Haley sports scene and some merch. So Will, what do we happen to have next? Rustermania! Got a little bit of Rostermania news, kind of. Uh, it's a retirement by Floppy. And he states, she states, he's, he states, he states, he right. states. Anyway, uh, <laughs> there was, he, was who, he competes with someone, right? He was dating, I think, Veronica. Oh, I think I anyway. could be completely wrong on that. Floppy states, it's been a long journey and a wildly unsuccessful one at that. I've decided to stop competing. I'd like to find other ways to contribute and stay involved with the community. I love and appreciate everyone I've met through the years. Thanks for everything. And again, if I got that, their dating lives are not part of my business. I just, yeah. I just thought that's what it was. So if I'm wrong, I get it. I'm wrong. It's understandable. I'm I know sorry. they were at the Microsoft store together at one point. Anyway. So there you go. That's it for Rostermania. <laughs> Thank you, Will. Um, Will, yeah. Would you like me to run through the scrim recap? Either way, it doesn't matter. Okay, so, uh, for those who don't know, we're we're looping scrims into the tournament league recaps. But I just want to quickly say, uh, scrims are ava- you can view scrim results for all regions at Halo Data Hive. So a link is included in the Google Doc of the show. To the show, exclamation point show notes in chat. <laughs> What's up, Hero? Welcome back to the live show. Um, and you can check out all of the scrim results. But there were, there were a few notable ones I wanted to point out here, Will. Okay. So on Monday, January 17th, we had Complexity uh, going 2-0 against Fnatic. So a short scrim, but Fnatic is the team I want you to focus on. Okay? Okay. Fnatic just announced their full roster. They picked up that previous Team War roster, Will. Um so let's just let's pay attention to how Fnatic is doing in some of these scrims. Okay. On Tuesday, January 18th, uh, G1 Gamers First 6-1 against Fnatic. Uh, e United 
7-6 against Space Station. Uh, reason why I pointed that out is because E United has consistently been in that top three discussion, I guess you could say, top three, four discussion, um, ever since Raleigh. And uh, Space Station holding their own in that scrim. Love to see it now that they have their full squad. Looking to see what they do in the future. Looking forward to see what they do in the future. Wednesday, January 19th, the Kansas City Pioneers 8-3 to three against Fnatic. And then Phase 10-3 to three against the Sentinels. Big boy scrim coming out of Phase there. Really, really love to see that. On Friday, January 21st, 1st, Fnatic actually won 9-4 to against Status Quo. So good to see from Fnatic there. And on Saturday, January 22nd, unfortunately, uh, that did not pan out in their favor because uh, Space Station beat them 12-1. to And the Sentinels actually came back and beat FaZe 9-4. to So like seeing the, the fight between FaZe and Sentinels there. Um, and the reason why I wanted to call out Fnatic here, again, not in a negative way, but just because... Um, we want them to do better, right? Especially that they are a partnered organization. I know Fnatic wants them to do better. And obviously with this practice, they are going to get better. You would assume. Um, it's just, I, I wanted to point out those scrims because clearly additional work needs to be done. Um, and I believe with these partnered organizations, like I don't want to, I don't want to say this as fact, but what I believe is happening with these partnered orgs is that they're not going to be they're not going to be gung ho about making roster changes right away in case something doesn't work. That's what I would assume, right? Sure. Um, so I'm hoping that they they learn from this, they stick together, they keep improving, and they're able to be a force to be reckoned with once the time comes for tournament play. Will. That's what I got for the scrim recaps. Would you mind letting us know about the tournament league recaps for the last week? Yeah, we'll start off with the EGL Halo Banished Cup. In third, fourth, we had Team Reversal and Team Elites. Second went to Solus and first went to HSK. We also had the EGL Master Chief Cup number seven. Third and fourth, Wake Up and Twisted. Second went to The Lods and first went to XEO. Halo Espana Rising Legends Halo Infinite Tournament. In third, fourth, we had... Cacho team and Spartan Cell. Second went to Trojan Head and first went to the Chungitos. Very nice. Next up, Calgary Halo Wild West Wednesdays, week number one. Whew, all right. Um, fifth and eighth place team was Sabinati and Rolling Stoned. Fifth, um, YYC Boomers and Young Guns. And third, fourth, we had Ant and the Gunnies, which included Throne and Anthony, and then LLG, which was uh, Justin XS and AJ74U. Also, sorry about you having to and, inflate them. It's it is what it is. Uh, second place went to Barnburner, Requiem, and Just Venom, and first went to Too Easy. Piggy X and Fate ZD. Well, they definitely lived up to their name. Thought they did. Yep. Um, next up, the Penn Halo Winterland Online Tournament results. Seventh through eighth, we had Valkyrie and Team KGK. Fifth through sixth, we had Thanos was right and Chumbawambas. 
both great team names. Yeah. I like both of those. Add those to the list. You know what? I fucking will. I will add those to the list. In fourth place, we had talent list. Obnoxious, incessant, creepy trash, and dog. Creepy trash, huh? Mm, interesting. Is that, a, is that a bad gamer tag on, on the bad gamer tag list? Creepy trash? Or is oh that a good God. one? I don't know. It's a good We could go either way. Third place went to straight lines. Uh, wizard. You're a wizard, Harry. Uh, <laughs> I'm reading those now. <laughs> <laughs> Greedy, trying, and Xeno exit. Second place went to ability. Uh, exposure, sacrifice, blast, blastamasta. That's a good name too. And exploit, yes. And then first went to state champs. Uh, Jesse Sile, Ilama, Siege of ba- Basinji, Basin. Oh, it's and it's Siege Durder. of Bossing Say. Bossing Say from Avatar: Last Airbender. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. Oh man, that's awesome. I respect that. Also, if if your team name was based off the state champs band, then I give you double props. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, that does fit that, you know, Avatar state champs kind of It yeah. it does that that time frame. Well, I mean, Absolutely. state champs are a newer band, but still like the pop punk era. Well, yeah, the pop punk anyway. <laughs> Maddie says big props. Davey Wavy in the chat. Will over here trying to figure out names. Man, I am glad I get to enjoy this. Yeah, you're welcome. Hell, oh. he says, I was zoned out until I heard state champs. What's going on? See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone had their team name as state champs. And, and they have a team player called Siege of Bossing Say. Like, they, if if the, the, the Bossing Say thing, I understand. Because Avatar, obviously. Great show. If you haven't watched Avatar last year, but you're doing yourself a fucking disservice. Uh, but if that team name was based off of state champs, the band then they get double props because that's just fucking awesome. Great band, by the way. Next tournament here. Community Gaming Halo Infinite 4v4 variant $1,000 tournament. Uh, the, the the placing is a little weird, but we had a bunch of fifth place teams, which was GDT, EQ, Electric, Trivic, and the boys. Uh, two third place teams. Third, fourth. Is it third? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Third, fourth, and then fifth through eighth. I see. They just typed it they weird. Just, yeah, they just typed it weird. Ebenezer Gaming and Ignis Esports. Second went to... Uh, it just reminds me of work. I want to say... Oh, Cinta Negra. And then first went to Pittsburgh Knights. What's up, dude? Welcome back. It happens. Typos all around. It's all good. All right. Next one. Is it Padia? Padia? I think we, I think I tried doing this the last time and I probably failed, but yeah, what it's your interpretation. Remember it's always gaming Halo infinite women's two V two. Dave, you're a single Elim tourney, Maddie. Oh my god. Oh my god. The fucking heat from the mods in the chat right now. Also, Maddie and Dave, welcome back. Uh two of our swords of Sagilios. I haven't done that in a while. No, it's been it's been a while. It's been In seventh and eighth, we had Push and P. Push and P. Pure fully. 
Um, it's fifth through sixth. Taco Girls and Audie Berry. Taco Girls makes the list. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it has to. It has to. Taco Girls makes the list. Fourth went to Dream Team. It was Dreamy Dream and Veronica. Third went to Jinx, which was Janelle and Minx. Second went to Pingu Pals, Echidna and Ideas. And first went to Queen Divine, which is uh, Queen and Divine Damsel. See, I like I like when they do that. The Queen Divine and then Jinx. I thought those were yeah, yeah. those are good. I like I'm a I'm a fan of the Jinx team name. Is that that's all I got for tournament and league recaps, kinda. Because we have our topic. Hold on. Uh oh. So bad. He says, "Hey, nice shirt, Dave." He says, "Weird. I've never seen it." <laughs> Oh my god, dude says, "Yo, I'm on Wikipedia now with the wins I got." Fuck yeah, dude! Let's go. Yeah, you've been winning a lot with that HSK squad, dude. Seriously. Oh my god, not surprised it was high end clothing. I'm like yours. Oh my god, you guys are gonna get in a fist fight in the fucking chat. I lie. My wait, what? Yeah, I lie. Much love. The heavy noob is so good. I don't even know what's going on anymore. All right. I don't either. Well, you're right. We have our topic of the week this week, which is the HCS Open and Pro Series results. I should say HCS FFA Open and Pro Series results. Um, Will, let's just go back and forth on this. So for the HCS FFA Series week number one results, for Mexico, we had in eighth place uh, Paradise. Seventh was Needon. Sixth was Leor. Fifth was Tola, fourth with Nugget, third Reaper Rips, second Magico, and first Dolan Season. Out of Australia, New Zealand, in eighth place, Vamped, seventh Flex Reigns, sixth Madzy, fifth Beaston, fourth Berserk, third Barcode, second Samuel, 17th, and then first went to Slays. For the EU region, in eighth was Smithy, seventh was Sunny Hell, sixth Jimbo, five to Chick. Fourth, what the fuck is that? SSJ is SSJ Zeldris. I'm just gonna say. Third, Zofoa. Second, Septic. And first, Respectful. Rage with the sub for Eight, 18 months. Yeah, the 18 month motherfucking resub says, hey, I still haven't pl uh, played Infinite in 2022. Someone help. It's okay. Shit's sometimes broken. You get a woo! Very nice. How much? <laughs> you know, that's the first rage sub without the dancing pugs. Brian, what the fuck are you doing? There they are. Yeah, there they are. <laughs> Asking you shall receive. Yep. It's like it's like when we when we were able to channel Maddie yeah, into yeah. the show. <laughs> like we just say his name and he'd be like, yeah. What? Don't worry, I guess. yes, he does. He does got us. We'll move on to Wait, is that, yeah. Okay, North America. Yep. North America FFA. Here we go. Eighth place, OG Halo Nub. Seventh, too nerdy. Gotta say, like, oh. I was trying to do like a too, too foxy, foxy thing, but then like too nerdy is like. It's not good. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't fit. No offense I mean, to you, nerdy. Sixth, Gunplexion. Fifth, Gold Star BR. Fourth, Moosh World. Third, went to uh, Guineas. Guineas. Genius, genius, Gen but the the the, the Y in the end, right? Gen yeah, gene, yes. That dude. <laughs> a second went to Dynamics and first went to Reverb. I I wish we could just change his name to that dude and just put him on the list. 
Um, oh. I also want to I want to give a shout out to Moosh World because we've been seeing that player a lot in these tournament results lately. So Moosh World fucking doing doing some shit. Dude, not another dude. Oh, sorry. Sorry, dude. But he's that dude. You're a dude. He's that dude. Get, see, there's a difference, dude. Wait, you can flip the emotes? I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. And we're all dudes. Hey! I didn't know that was a thing. How do you flip emotes? I don't fucking know either. Dude, what's mine say? Sweet. What does mine say? Dude. What does mine say? Sweet. <laughs> anyway. That's... Fun fact, that is the second time Dude Where's My Car has come up in a conversation today for me. Oh, wow. Yep. So, it, it, another thing like Avatar Last Airbender, if you have not seen Dude Where's My Car, that movie is fucking amazingly terrible. Please watch it. The Continuum Transfunctioner. The Continuum Transfunctioner. <laughs> Oh my god. What what is it that the 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 girls were gonna do? Like they didn't say sex, but uh do you remember? Yeah. Like, oh my god. Fuck okay. that movie's so good though. Please go watch that movie. The fucking the stone chihuahua. The fucking the 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 Chinese food takeout window. And Dan, and Dan. No the, I did the bubble wrap suits. Yes! And Zoltan, dude, so much. Oh. Seriously, if that you have, like, that was like that the, the the like the first bad funny movie I remember yes. watching. Right, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like that movie is one of the best dumbest things ever. It's so it's so good. They they ride they ride like a fucking ostrich or some shit. Yes, like God, that movie's amazingly bad. Oh, should we move on? I want to ride that ride, Dad. So do I, son. So do I. When the woman, yeah, yeah. the woman just gets fucking huge. Dude, that movie is so fucking stupid. Oh. oh my god, I want to watch it again. Holy shit! Uh, Discord Pro Talk Watch Party. Do yes, is it on? Real talk, is it on Amazon? Uh, is is it on Amazon, Amazon like for streaming? Because check. you can stream it on Twitch then if it is, like without penalties. Right, they have their watch along yeah. parties. So we could do we could do a watch party. I'm not signed into fucking Amazon. What the fuck? I don't know. We'll we'll look into it. We'll look well, into it. I'm gonna look into it right now. Okay, I'm gonna. What's Dude, our topic? <laughs> where's my car? I genuinely want to know. Oh, it's, it is. It's on there. Oh, it is. All it right. leaves prime in eight days. Oh, well, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the, the, the fucking, the fucking description of this movie. Two potheads cannot remember where they parked their car. <laughs> And it's literally just fucking, it's, it's yeah, that's a just, great thumbnail. It's so good. We need to make this happen. Um, gosh, eight days, eight days. Do we do this in place of the community play date? We could just be here chilling with the watch party. Do you have a game on Friday? 
It's on Saturday. Do we do we do this? Wednesday night. My wife works late, so I won't be able to do it Wednesday night. Friday night though. Friday night. We well, instead of a play date, possibly we could do a watch party for this. I I'm actually down for that shit. Let us know if you want to do that. Let us know, guys, in the chat. Uh, for those who are watching and listening, uh, let us know in the Discord. And if you're not part of the Discord, Will's going to shout it out later, but join the fucking Discord. Will, you're right. Back to the topic. I apologize. Uh, notable information here. The first FFA series sees incorrect and absent players advanced in the tournament. This is by Hader Ali of Forerunner GG. As announced last week, the very first HCS FFA Series tournament was scheduled in all four regions for Monday, with hundreds of players competing to become Halo Infinite's first official online FFA champions. The free-for-all format consists of eight players competing on Aquarius, with the top four progressing onwards, while the bottom four are eliminated. Although the EU and Mexico tournaments continued without any reported issues, and OCEs was rescheduled to Wednesday... The North American tournament has seen the wrong players be eliminated at various stages throughout the bracket, leading to the wrong or even no-show players advancing forward instead. With this issue not being reported in Europe and Mexico, an admin error has been assumed to be the most likely culprit of the problems. However, this has been explicitly denied by a FACET admin involved. As of writing, no official statement has been has been made surrounding the issues by Faceit or the HCS so far. Foreigner GG will be sure, be sure to cover any updates to this story as they come. So that sucks if true. Um, they called it special treats and dude, where's my car? Oh yeah, special treats. Mm, yeah, yes. and and they thought and they just thought it was sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the entire time. <laughs> And so they just tried their fucking hardest to get the car so they could, well, they needed to go get something, didn't they? And then bring it back the to the girls? transfunctioner. No, 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 no. They didn't need the continuum transfunctioner for the girls. They uh, needed something else. We'll, we'll watch yeah, it. We'll, wa- we'll watch if the poll goes through. We'll watch it on Friday. Yep. The poll, I, I made a poll. It's live. Let us know if you want to watch. Their gifts were in the car. That's it. They had special gifts. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember too much of this shit. It's the the best dumb movie ever. All right. Um, will the HCS Pro Series week number three results? I'll go through Mexico first here. Um, in fifth through eighth, you had Dream Conspiracy, Cruelty, Alter Esports, and Improvity. In fourth place, you had Fire and Ice Esports with Luderic, Dragon, Dragoniac, Nugget, and Bullet. Rebel GG in third with Rorch, Strikey, Laylox, and Leor. Timbers Esports in second with Noble, Magico, Pelugod, and Timbers Ram. In first place, to no surprise to anybody, was the Pittsburgh Knights with Tapping Buttons, uh, Gambino, Atso, and Drift. Out of Australia, New Zealand, we had in 7th and 8th, Direwolves and Team Immunity. 5th, 6th was 1620 Kings and Divine Mind. 4th went to... Cat fans, Apollo, Rice, Jordan, and Ryu. Third went to Fraggers, uh, Ninjustics, is it Lucas, Rated, and Flex Reigns. Second went to BBR, uh, ADZ, Brattles, Benji, and Jacor. And first went to the Chiefs, Barcode, Pratt, Pips, and Madzy. Again, surprising literally nobody. And uh, Ogre One still on that immunity roster. Something to keep an eye on moving forward in the EU region. 
In 7th and 8th, we had TYSK, or TISK is what I'm going to call them. 7th and 8th, again, mock it. In 5th through 6th, we had Who Knows and Quadrant. In 4th, we had The Lads, which was uh, Septic, Cristola, Morga, and Quadios. In 3rd, we had Navi, Kimbo, Too Foxy, Respectful, and Jimbo. HMCA getting the better of Navi, taking 2nd, and they consisted of Flux, Ramirez, Riots, and Lunny. And finally, again, surprising literally no one, Ascend with Snipe Drone, Sika, Legend, and Shady. Moving on to the North America side, uh, Space Station and Sentinels in 7th, 8th, E United and G2 in 5th, 6th, and 4th was Pioneers. If you don't know by now, it's Soul Snipe, Manny, Talwick, and Druck. And 3rd was Phase Clan, Snipe Down, Bound, Boo Boo, and Falcated. 2nd went to Optic Gaming, Lucid Pistola. Trippy and APG. And first went to Cloud9, Renegade, Eco, Penguin, and Stellar. Surprising, literally no one. Yeah. Um, Going to get back to school studies. Have fun, boys. You have a great night, Dave. Thank you so much for joining in for the time yes, that you sir. did. And uh, good luck to you in your studies. No, I and didn't realize. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I set the poll for 10 minutes on accident. So I'm just going to like end it in a couple minutes here. So get your votes in if you're in chat right now. For the, for the HCS watch along watch party for dude, where's my car in place of the community played it on Friday. Uh, and Maddie says, yeah, hit the books, nerd. Yeah. yeah fucking Dave. nerd. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Rude. Um, couple things I want to point out here. Uh, Sentinel's getting seventh, eighth. Um, that's a little surprising. Um, Again, they don't have their full roster. They do have formal in place of Royal 2, but it is something to keep in mind. They do have the qualifier this weekend, so it is something to keep, again, keep in mind. Um, Optic Gaming, the Optic Phase Clan kind of matchup there was very back and forth. Um, those two teams really feel like they're fighting for second at this point. At this yeah, point. yeah, it's weird. Because, I, so I went to bed uh, right before the grand finals happened. Um, because I'm like, this is running really late. <laughs> I need to go to fucking sleep. And I woke up and saw the results and I saw that cloud nine, just fucking three owed optic. Like it was nothing again. So that is what it is. Hossi, Welcome back to the live show. Uh, Maddie, they're qualified for Anaheim already. Well, yeah. Yeah. But still you, you'd want You want to see them put on the best effort possible. And I'm not saying they're not it I just, you know, do we think Sentinels make a big jump with getting Royal 2 back over Formal? I think it definitely helps um, overall for a big jump. Um, I don't know. My thing is, you bring up a really interesting point that I don't know if it has been touched on. Um, where what's to say that while not streaming... They're playing with them anyway. You know? Like, sure. We, you know that he will not be competing um, in these events leading up to Anaheim. Mm -hmm. But if I am not mistaken, he is eligible for Anaheim. Right. Um, hence where this one change would take place. They'd get Royal 2 back. They'd play at Anaheim together. Correct. So what's to say that, Again, when they're not streaming, and again, I don't know the rules behind this. I don't know if they can just, they could probably just play with them anyway. Who cares? Um, he just can't compete alongside them right. in these events. Well, I've been I've been tuning into formal stream. Yeah. And he's not playing with 
the 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 Sentinels roster when he's streaming. He's only playing in these tournaments with them. Sure. Which is awkward to me. Yeah, they're pretty sure they've been scrimming with Royal Two instead of Formal as well. There you go. I mean, it makes sense. Like you, sure they can scrim with him, right? Yeah, he's just barred from the actual events and the qualifier. Yeah, but yep. we already know. We already know that they're going to make that roster switch. So it's whether or not Formal finds a team to play with that has a roster swap available, or what the fuck Formal is going to do. Who knows? Well, he wants to play with the best of the best. Yes, I've been. I've and honest- Cloud Nine aren't making a switch. I've honestly been seeing a lot of comments out there about a- optic APG for formal. What do you think of that? I don't. No. I I don't. I don't like it, and I don't think of it because that brings me back to my point of just because you don't see success immediately, work, you work. you don't need to make a change immediately. Sure. And basically, fix your mistakes. Find out where the problems are. Ding ding ding. Because you know that FaZe are working on that, right? You know that Optic are working on that. You know that uh, E-United are working on that. And E-United have even said multiple times, they're not. Like, did you watch that Raleigh video that they put out? I never did. I never got a chance to. You should, when you have the opportunity, you should watch that. Because one of the things that was said in that video was, oh, we're just, you know, our, our intent, like I think they're talking about how their intentions were see were to see how good they could do. Yeah, they wanted to win the whole thing, but they weren't banking on it. Like they came in with that mentality, and I'm not saying this is necessarily a bad thing. You should always want to win. I'm not saying they didn't want to. They obviously wanted to win. They made it to the grand final for fuck's sake. It's just they they knew they were the most practiced team, so they just came in with it like we are the most practiced team. We're going to see where the fuck we go. And they are going to, they're going to continually try to work harder and be better. That's the same thing I want to see for an optic. That's the same thing I want to see for all these teams. I don't want them to make a rash decision when you don't even know if formal is going to compete for as long as you need him to. You have no idea. That's true. It would now on the flip side, it would, it would, it would be semi easier considering optic optic yeah you know i think he does want to stay he obviously wants to stay in the optic family yeah absolutely and he and i imagine he has a contract signed to be a creator for optic yes um it's just people i see all these reddit comments out there and everyone says stay away from reddit no i i want to learn as much as i can i want to read as much as i can regardless of how stupid some of the shit is but there were there were a lot of comments of um, oh, you should fucking the APG's easily their weakest link. Oh, Pistola's easily their weakest link. You should just drop them. Like drop one of them, pick the and pick formal up. Formal would obviously be better. I'm like, mm. no. Do you do you guys to everybody out there that's saying that, do you understand that? And I should have saved this tweet. Why the fuck didn't I do this? Someone said that don't fucking focus on your stats. Yeah. Because stats don't tell the entire story. Uh, a pro said, or someone said, I would rather you be 20 and 40. Clayster, Clayster said it. I'd rather you be like 40 and 25. I'd rather you be 25 and 40. And those 25 kills be crucial to helping the team secure the win than being 40 and 25 and not contributing anything to the team. And that's, 
that's the type of player that I see Pistola and APG being. You already know that Lucid is a pure slayer on that team. Like, we already know that. His mechanics are phenomenal. Um, Maddie says, Matt, here's the quote. Maddie says, quote from Clayster, to add some context, if you go 40 and 25 while getting useless kills, I consider that less impactful than going 25 and 40, but 15 of those 25 were rotational, scrap, crucial kills that actually impacted the game in a significant matter. And that's coming from a professional player. Yeah, he's not he's not playing Halo professionally, but he's playing one of the largest esports in the world professionally. Or at least in the United States. But regardless, like that's that's what I want to get at here. To all the people who are out there saying, "Oh, you should drop APG, you should drop Pistola." Guys, the season just fucking started. Because if if they did drop them or dropped one of them or any major roster change happened, right? Unless it's a Unless it is at the magnitude of a lethal leaving EG to sign with CLG. Unless it's one of those types of moves, it'd be fucking stupid. The game just released. We just had our first LAN. Guys, there are a lot of kinks that still need to be worked out in terms of teams. Dare I even say Cloud9 are still not at the top of what they can possibly achieve? Because the game hasn't been out that long. Not every little thing's been found out yet. Metas can change. Let's just cool it down a little bit here with the, this player's ass, this player's the weakest link on their team, formal will be better. Because that's not necessarily true at all. And when you insert formal, like let's say they dropped APG or dropped Pistola and they brought Le and they brought uh, formal in, they hadn't practiced together. What's to say they would do worse right off the bat and or continually? So no, a roster change does not need to happen for optic gaming. A roster change does not need to happen for Kansas City Pioneers. A roster change doesn't need to happen for Fnatic. And they just got picked up completely. Not, no major roster change needs to happen, okay? The space station situation sucked. Obviously, it didn't suck for Sentinels, but it sucked for space station. Yeah. And so that's why, like, no. Just cool it with that. Let's wait, let's wait to see where we are after this first leg of tournaments that we have, right? Let's wait to see where we are at the midway point of the first season here. Let's, let's, let's look at the, let's look at where we are. Let's just hold tight. Um, but we have our final, uh, HCS open series week. Number four, our qualified teams, for Mexico, we had Alter Esports, Dream Conspiracy, uh, Sintenegra, Espana, and New Bloods. Um, Australia, New Zealand, we had Direwolves, Demons, Immunity, and Malicious. For the EU region, we had Bongo, SSCC, Triple uh, SM, uh, Vemgi, YKTV, Team Twisted, We Know the Secret, and Shurzy's Angels. Great team name, by the way. And for North America, we had Unsigned Talent, Complexity, G1, We Love Anime, Oxygen Esports, Xset, Fanatic, and Built by Gamers. 
VODs, brackets, everything will be included in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. I will mention that uh, for those listening, our poll had a five yes a vote, a hundred percent vote to yes for the watch party in the Twitch chat, and I also put it in Discord. So if you, if you all want to head over to the HTS Pro Talk Discord and vote as well, there is a poll in the Community Playdate channel. I'm gonna react with a woo. There you go. Yes, I want that. I like how the will side eyes the no. <laughs> um, Hasi says everybody knows that athletes are never good again after they lose once. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. we know that LeBron never won a championship ever since losing. Crazy, right? We know that Tom Brady never won a Super Bowl after losing. God forbid. Jesus Christ. That, Hossie, you hit the nail on the fucking head. It's, it's crazy yeah, yeah, to yeah. me. And it's especially, like I said, the game just fucking came out. And people are thinking like... They're okay. still figuring out the game. Right. And I'll say this. Cloud Nine, and you, you, you said you had a statement in Discord where it's like, if, if Cloud Nine continue their dominant run like this, it's going to be kind of boring. Yeah. So, the worry is that we have another like CLG Optic Talks, another final boss, another one of these situations where it's one team always winning no matter what. What we need to keep in mind now, granted, Cloud Nine looked like they're riding on Cloud Nine. What I will say is the game just came out. Look how good Sentinels looked at in Valorant when it first came out, and then they kind of shit the bed. Right, exactly. Once once more talent came in for other regions, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, landscape completely changed. So, in the words of our show, we'll have to wait and see. Thank you, Will. Um, Will, let's get into some regular news. Hasi did say, one thing I will say is that I think Cloud9 has a tactical advantage over every other team right now. How so, Hossi? Mind me asking. I w- what I will say in accordance to that is because is what I think people fail to realize is that uh that it's it's literally the it's it's literally the splice roster, but instead of Shotzi, it's Penguin. So it's 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 that roster. So the roster that won 2018 Worlds, they're the same roster except instead of Shotzi, who won to who went to win Worlds for COD the next year, now has Penguin in his place. And Penguin's no slouch. He just they literally won. He won his first LAN event for Halo with Raleigh. So it, it's it's the same team. That won 2018 Worlds in Halo 5 towards the end of Halo 5's life cycle, so they were already on top. It just has Penguin instead of Shotzi. So, people don't realize that. They were, they're like, exactly, teamwork and chemistry, Hossi, 100%. It's like they're already there. They're already there. Um. Uh, sorry, I'm late, y'all. What's up, Shio? You're not late. Welcome to the live show. Dude said, loved it when I read that. Hell yeah, man. But I agree. I want, we want to see more competition at the top. And we already know that now that Snipe Down is fully committed and is uh, off a of TSM, now fully part of the FaZe roster, part of FaZe clan, like I can only see them doing better. And that's, that's I want to say this too. I'm sorry I'm going off the rails. I really want to say this right now too. A lot of people were giving boo-boo-doo-boo shit. Like at Raleigh, 
Oh, yeah. Because they're like, oh, this kid's not good at all. Like, what the fuck is happening to him? He turned into a shitter. No. Have you seen his performance lately? That kid's improved so much in such a short period of time. And you have to take into account, this is Bounds' first, like, LAN events, like, first yes. time in the pro circuit. He's been, he was doing the two money Tuesdays and FFAs, uh-huh. but this is his first time in the four V four setting and he is crushing it for a rookie essentially. Yes. Yes. It can, it cannot be stated how important that is. Boo boo, doo boo improving incredibly quickly bound in his first, uh, like bound on his first land event, high placing worldwide organization like that, that, team is only going to get better. And you snipe down is nowhere near done. The dude's fucking insane still. Yeah. And that, that's, that's no such APG or Pistola either because they're both incredibly talented still as well. Like you got it. Snipe down just said he regrets coming back to halo. Maddie, shut the fuck up. We're trying to have a moment here on the show. God, dude, we all want to see competition in Brazil. We all do Brazil, Asia, um, all the, all the other markets around the world. We would love to see additional competition take place. Uh, you know, I, it is frustrating. It's not there now. Yeah. But to be honest, I'm glad they're like, we're making sure it's built right so that we can support those regions. Cause I would hate for them to say, yeah, all these regions are in, and then there's no support, there's no backing, there's nothing that comes through to actually help those regions. Sure. So I, I am putting my eggs in the basket that they are working on it, and they're going to do it right, hopefully. Right. We can only hope, right, is that they is that they do things well. Will, you already hit the button, so I'm going to talk about it. Some regular news. Uh, Cyber Showdown event launch. This is by Alex Wakeford at 343. You know, we have often asked ourselves, how can we make Spartans even cooler than they already are? Well, we've come up with a few different answers to that over the years. One of our most recent being, what if they were samurai from an alternate non-canonical universe? Our next event in Halo Infinite's free-to-play multiplayer considers, what if Spartans had some kind of holographic neon mohawk? What if a digital visor could burst out from your helmet to visually accent your tactical and stylish... I don't know what that word is. I'm going to say looks because, <laughs> you know, you can just use the yeah. word looks. What if that Mohawk and visor were not centered properly on your Spartan when looking at them in the game? I ask three, four, three industries. We'll get ready for a synth wave showdown Spartans. Go forth in the matchmaking in your all heliotrope luminance. The cyber showdown event is live running across two weeks from January 18th to February 1st. So you have one week left as of tomorrow. The cyber showdown event invites you to jump into the new attrition mode to earn free limited time customization rewards. Attrition is a frantic new slayer mode where lives are shared across your team. Each team has a limited number of lives. Revive your teammates when they fall and work together to deplete the enemy's life pool to finish them off. Last team standing wins. It's classic competitive 4v4 act. It's classic 4v4 action. I'm taking competitive out of there because that fucker doesn't have BR starts. With a unique spin on how you operate as a team. 
Cyber Showdown also features a unique reward track with themed items similar to what you've come to expect from Fracture Tenrai. There are 10, I put a five, there's 10 <laughs> event challenges overall spread evenly through your pool of weekly challenges while the event is live. For each event challenge completed, you'll earn the next reward from your event reward track and unlock more cyber-themed goodness. Those who jump in during the event will also receive the New Heights backdrop for your Spartan ID, and be sure to keep an eye out for other effulently extravagant event items in the store as well. Hey, Alex, I know you're not listening to this, but if you happen to be, stop using big fucking words in your post, bro. Acuity. Acuity. Sharpen That's the first word. What's the other one? Sharpness or keenness of thought, vision, or hearing. That's fine. That doesn't make any What's fucking sense. What's the other sense. one? Effulgently. E-F-F. -F. Oh, you're, you're copy-pasting. If, if, I think it's effluent, effluently. Okay. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Dude says, uh, also in the Gears EGL stream, the caster talked about a Halo land happening at Brazil game show that happens in October, but nothing, nothing officially announced yet. Well, I'm fucking rooting for you, man. And then uh, Heli states... What if the visor just gave you wall hacks so we don't have to worry about cheaters anymore? Imagine, dude. Oh, my God. If, if Lugent? That fine guy. Welcome hello, hello. to the live show. It's effluent, and it means a shining forth brilliantly radiant. Wait, it's a flugent? It Or is it a fulgent? Effulgent. Effulgent. I don't fucking know how to say that word. Okay. Does it? Oh. 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 Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh. Effulgent. Effulgent. It's not full. It's full. Effulgent. Effulgent. It's a full gent. <laughs> it's one full gent right there. Anyway. All right. Fuck it. The event's live <laughs> now. You have one more week to complete it. There you go. Hey, guys. How you doing today? We're fucking great. How are you doing? That's a better question. How are you doing? Welcome to live show. Happy to have you. The hotfix failed, Will. It failed. It did. This is my sketch. It's a bummer. It is. Sketch states, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you put that. Well, damn. Well, I mean, I can only imagine how he's feeling fucking typing that out. It's really like, God damn it. All I want is there's fucking mode to work again. Not to tell the community. Well, he's already getting sh fucking shit thrown at him left and right. Yeah. Undeservedly so, by the way. To people who are still fucking throwing shade at Sketch, fuck off. Chill, people. Seriously. But uh, So Sketch says, well, damn. Uh, today's BTB hotfix does not appear to be the outcome we expected. There are minor improvements, but overall matchmaking issues are still occurring. Thanks to the folks who've been working hard, and we're sorry this didn't quite get the job done. Work continues. Kyle replied with, uh, you should stop having the big team battle challenges till it's fixed. I keep having the swap because BTB won't let me join most of the time. Sketch replied with, given this issue now looks to be persisting longer than expected, this is being investigated as well. Stay tuned, please. That would be nice. It would be nice. To get rid of the challenges because I can't, I can't play BTB, period. I lose connection to the server every time. Oh, Yeah. Uh, dude says, all I want is King of the Hill back in comp. Hey, you and me are like the only two people in our boat. Like we're in a dinghy and it's just you and me sitting next to each other, dude. Like straight up. 
You just have one giant sign, which is actually your sail, that says, <laughs> bring back king of the hill. <laughs> that, it, this is the hill. We're, we're sitting on it. Yeah. Um, that uh, that fine guy states it made things bad for me. Uh, for my friend, it made him laggy in ranked games. I have heard that people have been encountering uh, additional lag because of the hotfix, and I don't know if it was strictly due to the hotfix um, or if it's like a placebo effect, but I will say I have seen other reports of that. Um, the other thing that I failed to put in here was that uh, I saw that 343 are now, I- I'm going to use like a clickbaity headline here, but 343 are unable to grant um, double XP boosts and challenge swaps for those that were lost, like during a server outage or, or like stuff like that and to individuals. Like apparently they're not able to grant them to individual people. Hence why they did the entire, like everybody gets like five challenge swaps or whatever because of the issue. Huh. So I don't know how true that is. Okay. I don't know how true that is. I just saw that as, as well. And I'm like, if that is true, that that can't be because they can, you can, it's just like Halo 5, right? You have your individual Microsoft account. Why couldn't they award something through your Microsoft account? Sure. So then the question becomes, and I'm not trying, I'm, I'm really not trying to stir the pot here. Okay. I'm not trying to stir the pot here, but then the question becomes, are they able to do it, but they just won't. Sure. Also, another thing to take into effect is PC. You, I mean, maybe they can't do it for Steam users on an individual level. You just reminded me of a fun fact, Will. Oh, no. Um, so, fun fact, ladies and gentlemen. If you did not know, now you know. That was a line from Tony, by the way. Why not be reckless? Shout it to you. Or Go check out the video if you haven't already. Um, the interview, that is. What I will say is this. Will, did you know? I did a little testing if you will, where I purchased the Halo Infinite campaign on Steam. Okay. For $60. 60 bucks. Okay. Because I wanted everything on Steam because I have everything on Steam anyway. So I bought the Halo Infinite campaign on Steam because remember a long, long time ago, back in the Infinite Vidoc, there was a statement that I pointed out Episodes past where they talked about progression, cross multiplayer progression being between Xbox and PC with Steam. Sure. But nothing was said about campaign. So I tested it. Lo and behold, your campaign progress does not transfer between the PC version or PC Xbox version of Halo Infinite's campaign and the Steam version of Halo Infinite's campaign. So, and I will say this, I did not waste $60. I did request a refund. I got the refund back because I played for less than two hours. I literally wanted to test it because nothing was said in an official capacity. So there you go. It does not transfer. Dude says MCC does not also transfer. Really? Because it did for me. Interesting. I don't know about saves. Er, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I was saying, Way early, back. Earlier up, yeah. 
dude says, as a dev here, it must be server side things and store and how, sorry, each item is probably hard to link to a store item. That's the only explanation. Okay. Maddie says, so think about having to go through to each individual account and award them. Yeah, that'd be a lot. Sure. But I think, right. I think that's why they did the, the full blown, like everybody gets this because of this, this issue. Um, campaign from console to PC does not work. So we're talking about saves though. Okay. Lost your saves on that. Yeah. Okay. So the, yes, the saves. Okay. Yeah. That's just, it's just, I just wanted to point that out. So for those who did not know, no, your campaign progress does not transfer over from the, from the Microsoft store PC and Xbox versions of infinite to the steam version of infinite's campaign. So if you didn't don't know, if you didn't know, now you know. Halo Infinite Season 2 Update. This is by Jerry Hook and... Unishek. I love how you're just ready to fucking go on that. <laughs> hey everyone, the team wanted to provide a few updates on Halo Infinite to close out the week. We worked directly with our head of design here at 343, Jerry Hook, to share updates on some topics that have been top of mind for a lot of you this week. Since launch, the team has been monitoring the discussions on the shop, bundles, and pricing in the game. Using data and community feedback, we've begun rolling out changes to how we package and price items in the shop this week. Our focus with these changes is on reducing pricing across the board, providing stronger values in our bundles, starting to put individual items outside of bundles, and more. This week, we focused on reducing the prices of our weekly bundles. Well, next week, as in tomorrow, because we're recording this on Monday, so Tuesday weekly reset, um... We'll have individual items starting to appear on their own. We'll be trying new things throughout the rest of the seasons that we can continue to learn and improve for the future. Please keep the feedback coming during this process. As we work on resolving the issues with Big Team Battle matchmaking, the team also plans to remove challenges that require Big Team Battle for the time being. We don't want to alter challenge decks when they are live, as it would uh, remove people's progression on those challenges. So these changes will start next Tuesday when the weekly challenges typically roll over. In other words, tomorrow, because we record the show on Monday. So tomorrow, Tuesday, weekly reset. Thanks to your continued feedback, we are happy to confirm credits will be earnable in Season 2's Battle Pass. That means you'll be able to earn credits as part of your Halo Infinite progression. We'll have more to share on this as we get closer to Season 2. Please note, the team has continued to investigate the big team battle matchmaking issues. This week's hotfix, though not as, effective, not as effective as we initially hoped, also contained additional telemetry that had been providing promising data to the team. We'll continue to share updates when we have them, and in the meantime, please be sure to keep an eye on Halo support as well. So there you go. Credits will be earnable in the battle pass for season two. The one thing I'm going to say, and I know that they already have all this feedback is that we, uh, the collective community wants more, um, thoughtful rewards in the battle pass. You know what I mean? So like more customization pieces overall, not the double, double XP and challenge swaps, right? Although the challenge swaps for lack of, for better or for worse did come in handy for some of the bullshit challenges you have to go through. I did feel like in that first iteration of the battle pass, there were too many XP and challenge swaps, but 
but the fact they just took them away completely in the event passes, like maybe, like right there was there's 15 levels in the first one, right? Mm-hmm. And there was it seemed like every other one was a challenge swap or XP. Yeah, maybe just dial that back to maybe every third or fourth or fifth one was, or take it a step further, and do, and do like a. So you know how you have your free track and your premium track? Yeah. Why not give, like, why not have, if possible, if possible, right? You have every tier be a sort of customization item, but then spread throughout along that tier, you also get two challenge swaps. You see that a lot, and I've seen that in other battle passes. I'm not, I right. can't recall which one, but like, right. there's like a free, t- there's like the free battle pass, and then the Premium. Yep. And in the in the premium one, you get a reward, and then you just get the challenge swapper XP in the free one. And that way, if you are spending money on those battle passes, you can um get both rewards. And with infinite and the way it's designed, is you could go back and purchase a battle pass at any time. Yep. So say you've worked through the battle pass and you're like, oh, maybe I do want that cosmetic item. You can go back, purchase it, get your level there, and then you've already gotten challenge swaps from it. What I'm hoping to see is because I don't necessarily want, and I understand everything takes, everything costs money, right? Everything costs money to design, to create, to develop, to implement, to test. Uh, Everything costs money. What I hope to see in my like perfect world scenario would be even the free tier. Because we, we don't know how they necessarily attach rarity to these items. Yeah. But what I would love to see is even in the, even in the free tier, you get cosmetic items more often than not. And when the, within the premium tier, you get the cooler looking ones, right? Sure. The cooler coatings, the cooler are effects, whatever it may be. And just that way, the free players are still, being engaged enough to want to come back and continue to play and get rewards and the, and the people who purchase it feel like their money's being justified. Yeah, I can agree. So that's like a perfect world scenario for me. Um, dude says, can't wait for these small changes to come. Love how they're on this quite quickly. Agreed. I love their communication around this and yes, we just need to see it acted upon. Um, all right, Will, you ready for this? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Microsoft buys scandal-tainted <laughs> Activision in a bet on the metaverse. If that's not a fucking title of an article, I don't know what is. Or did I skip ahead? You skipped one. I skipped ahead. Welcoming- we can go with that one. We can go with that one and come back. All right. So, this is by uh, Dina Base and Nate Langson. Lan- Langson of Bloomberg. I butchered that last name. Microsoft Corporation plans to buy Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion, acquiring a legendary game publisher responsible for franchises like Call of Duty and World of Warcraft, but recently roiled by claims of sexual misconduct and discrimination. In its largest purchase ever, Microsoft will pay $95 a share in cash to add Activision stable of popular titles, helping the software giant expand its own offerings for the Xbox console and push it into the fast-growing markets for mobile gaming and the metaverse. The deal, which would make Microsoft the world's number three gaming company, 
also fits with Chief Executive Officer uh, Satya Nadella's strategy of focusing on content, community, and cloud software. Activision CEO Bobby Kotick, uh, age 58, will continue to serve in that role only until the deal closes, a person familiar with the deal said. Once the transaction is completed, the Activision Blizzard business will report to Phil Spencer, who, as part of the deal, was promoted to CEO of now what is called Microsoft Gaming. He is no longer the head of Xbox. He is now the CEO of Microsoft Gaming. Activision, which has a long history with Microsoft's Xbox, will also help the software giant better compete with rival Sony Corp's PlayStation. The publisher's largest franchise, Call of Duty, became successful largely due to Microsoft's online platform, Xbox Live, which allows gamers to connect for multiplayer matches. Most of Activision's games are designed to run on Xbox consoles. Taking taking on Activision will also introduce a whole host of legal and potential regulatory problems to Microsoft. Activision has been shrouded in controversy since uh, since last July after a California state agency filed a sexual bias lawsuit against the Santa Monica, California-based company, describing in lurid detail its frat boy culture and accusing leadership of failing to take action to stop it. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission later uh, launched its own investigation into how the uh, company handled the reports of misconduct. The deal will also likely face tough regulatory scrutiny in the U.S., where big technology companies are being probed by regulators for their reach and influence. China, which has been sparring with the U.S. already over technology issues, will also likely review the merger. Kotick, who has led Activision for three decades, came under pressure to resign after an explosive report in the Wall Street Journal last fall that tied him personally to reports of mistreatment of women and suggested that he was aware for years of sexual misconduct, including rape, at the company he didn't report to. He didn't report it to the board. Kotick has apologized and pledged to make changes. In an interview, Kotick said that the deal has nothing to do with the controversy surrounding Activision or calls for him to step down and that Spencer reached out to him last year. A person familiar with the discussions who was not authorized to speak publicly said Microsoft looked at Activision's situation given all the negative attention and pressure on Kotick and wondered that the beleaguered CEO would be willing to do a deal. Kotick initially didn't want to sell, according to another person familiar with the talks, and also put the word out to see if any other company would outbid Microsoft. But at that point, Kotick had little leverage with his board amid the ongoing public scrutiny at his company. Microsoft's bid is a 45% premium on Activision's closing price that Friday. However, it's a bargain compared with the stock's performance in the first half of last year, before the sexual bias lawsuits plunged the company into crisis. The shares hit a high of more than $100 a piece in February and then lost nearly half their value by the end of the year. Microsoft shares fell about 2% Tuesday afternoon in New York. The scandal has taken a toll on a company already struggling to adapt to the end of a pandemic-fueled video game boom. In November, Activision delayed two of its most anticipated games and gave a sales forecast for the fourth quarter that fell short of Wall Street's expectations. Spencer said last November that Microsoft was reevaluating its relationship with Activision and making proactive adjustments in the wake of the Wall Street Journal report. Founded in 1979, Activision is home to some of the most popular game franchises in the world, including Candy Crush, Guitar Hero, Skylanders, Destiny, Crash Bandicoot, and the Tony Hawk skateboarding titles. Its Call of Duty franchise is particularly notable for its lasting appeal, opening week sales, and increasingly, its reach in Asia. 
the mobile edition of the game launched in China in December 2020, quickly hitting the top of the download charts. It brought in tens of millions of new fans. Quote, with the player investment in the first quarter on par with the rest of the world combined, the company said in May. The franchise is arguably Activision Blizzard's most important business. In 2020, the company's Activision segment, nearly all of which is Call of Duty, accounted for 55% of the company's operating profit. But some of Activision's games aren't capturing the zeitgeist the way they once did. In 2021, Baird Analysts published a report that's revealed searches for Call of Duty and World of Warcraft were down markedly from the prior year, falling 32% and 44% respectively. Microsoft plans to keep some of Activision's games for PlayStation consoles, but will also keep some content exclusive to Xbox, said a person familiar with the company's thinking. And then Microsoft also bought uh, ZeniMax. That was earlier. That was for $7.5 billion. That was, its per- that was its largest purchase at the time. It also spent $2.5 billion in 2014 to purchase Mojang. And fucking look how well that turned out for them. Holy moly. That's not, that's not a joke. Like, holy shit. See you, dude. Have a great night. Driving Microsoft's ambition is its Game Pass subscription service, which gives members access to all of its first-party games, those from the studios it owns, for no extra charge, and on the day of their commercial release. Recently, it's added titles from other publishers, such as Electronic Arts, but owning the underlying developers gives Microsoft the freedom to keep the most popular titles from competing platforms, such as the PlayStation. Microsoft is also banking on the rise in mobile gaming, the fastest growing part of the industry and one of the software's giant's weak spots. Earlier this month, Take-Two Interactive Software agreed to buy mobile game maker Zynga in a deal valued at $11 billion to help the publisher of Grand Theft Auto break into the market for smartphone games. Microsoft said its deal for Activision will allow gamers to enjoy hit titles like Halo and Warcraft, quote, virtually anywhere they want, end quote. Activision's mobile business represents a, quote, significant presence and opportunity, end quote, for Microsoft, the company said. And that is that article. So, uh, the original article that I had here was, Welcome the incredible teams and legendary franchises of Activision Blizzard to Microsoft Gaming. This is by Phil Spencer, the CEO of Microsoft Gaming. And I just want to hit on a couple points here. Until this transaction closes, which is reportedly going to be if everything goes through uh, 2023, okay? So we still have we still have over a year. I think it was Q3 or the end of Q2, something like that, about a fiscal year 2023, okay? So until this transaction closes, Activision Blizzard and Microsoft Gaming will continue to operate independently. Once the deal is complete... The Activision Blizzard business will report to me as CEO of Microsoft Gaming. Upon close, we will offer as many Activision Blizzard games as we can within Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass, both new titles and games from Activision Blizzard's incredible catalog. We also announced today that Game Pass now has more than 25 million subscribers. As always, we look forward to continuing to add more value and more great games game pass the fantastic franchises across activision blizzard will also accelerate our plans for cloud gaming allowing more people in more places around the world to participate in the xbox community using phones tablets laptops and other devices you already own 
Activision Blizzard games are enjoyed on a variety of platforms, and we plan to continue to support these communities moving forward. As a company, Microsoft is committed to our journey for inclusion in every aspect of gaming among both employees and players. We deeply value individual studio cultures. We also believe that creative success and autonomy go hand in hand with treating every person with dignity and respect. We hold all teams and all leaders to this commitment. We're looking forward to extending our culture of proactive inclusion to the great teams across Activision Blizzard. But Will, that's not all they own now. Right. They also own, or they will own, if this deal goes through. This is still an if, guys. This isn't set in stone yet. There's still a lot of things that need to take place. A lot of investigations need to take place. And then papers and signatures need to be on the dotted line. Why do I feel that the, because the date is so far out, right? Mm -hmm. Why do I feel like that's the, like, we'll have a decision on what's happening with the lawsuits by that time next year. I've, I don't fucking know. There was people were talking like, what if Kotick just decides that he wants to run that company into the ground before he sells it off? Well, I'm sure that's why it's pending, right? Sure. Like, and something also tells me that there, there's probably like unwritten or hell, maybe even written rules in place to make it so no, you can't do that. Like th- there, there are regulations that need to be followed um, to ensure that we are getting a good enough product by the time we buy it, you know? Sure. I don't know. Well, we I don't know, know the legalese behind all this. Let's take a shot and say, well, we know how they are with laws and regulations. So. Oofta. Oh, sorry. So. That, that came out. Uh, Justin says, Cod Mobile slaps. Get a Razer Kishu for my birthday and it's dope. Hey, man, I got my backbone controller and uh, it is phenomenal as well. I, I agree with the Cod Mobile. According to this uh, August 2021 .esports article, Warzone alone makes $5.2 million a day. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Maddie also says, if I'm reading this chart right, COD Mobile has made $351 million in revenue from January 1st to January 11th. There's one thing I want to say before I talk about what they also will own if this thing goes through. That, so this would be, if this goes through, this would be Microsoft's biggest acquisition ever. Yeah. Period. Full stop. But I need people to realize this. And I am not a business major, but I can see the writing on the wall. That fucking $68.7 billion, all cash, by the way, it's an all cash deal. Okay, it's all cash. That is a drop in the bucket considering the amount of money that A, Microsoft makes right now and B, what Microsoft is going to make once this deal, if it goes through. It's a drop in the bucket. The thing I was I was talking to some some COD fans about too, just over Discord. So we can imagine having the whole COD catalog on Xbox Games Pass. Oh, you guys want to go play some Modern Warfare today? The whole thing. Modern, uh, Modern Warfare Two, the original one. The whole thing. 
like how big would that be? You know, you hear the COD pros talk about which one was their favorite, what, you know, the old school ones, which one do they, would they want to see back? They could literally go, that could be so much like content of just having that available on hand. The thing that I suggested also was like, what if you have World of Warcraft is still the biggest MMO still. Yeah. And that is a subscription-based MMO. You pay monthly to play that game. Mm-hmm. And it is still the biggest MMO in the world. What if your Game Pass covers it? What if you have Game Pass Ultimate and it covers it? Not just PC Game Pass. Because you're already paying 15 bucks a month to Ultimate. Exactly. Now, part of me is like, but you'd also be just be leaving money on the table for the people who still pay for WoW to make, to like maybe they just don't jump to a new service. Or the question always looms. When is WoW 2 going to be made <laughs> or is there ever going to be a wow two, or do you just keep iterating upon the same game to that? I put this tinfoil hat thing out there. Ooh, tinfoil hat, Josh. All yes. Right, here we go. What if, what if, wow. Wow. <laughs> and all its expansions, all expansions, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know if I can continue talking <laughs> like this. Wow. And all of its expansions are on game pass on PC Game Pass, and if you have Ultimate, Ultimate, the subscriptions included, while they are working on the next iteration of World of Warcraft, whatever that may be. I don't know if they, I, I feel like WoW is WoW. Like, there can't be a WoW 2. There shouldn't be. I agree with you. It'd be like the weirdest thing considering After how long time? it's, right, considering how long it's lived. But like, it's just, I, I the amount of money like guys, the amount of money on the table here that is for the taking for Microsoft if this deal goes through is astra fucking nomical. Maddie with the stats uh from 2014 to 2017, WoW grossed over 9.23 billion in revenue. So that's 3 years, one title. One title. Yeah. 3 years, one title. And fun fact again, COD is still the highest selling game every single year. Every single year. It's a $60 game. Every single year. Highest selling. Right. Justin makes a good point as well. Like, how many COD bros are there that always buy PlayStation? What's the point if it's all on Xbox with content hitting there first? Goodbye PlayStation for those people. So here's the real question, right? There's a lot of PR speech in, in Phil's article. Yes. Where he wants to keep those... He wants to keep... uh. Like he not work with those communities, but support those communities moving forward. He that's that's the line he used. For those who want more of a in-depth talk about this, I highly recommend going and listening to the Easy Allies podcast, the recent episode. Um, because the the panel of hosts that they have really dove deeper into this because that's not what our show is typically about. So if you want a more in-depth analysis about this, I would go listen to that for a little bit more insight and intrigue as to what's going on. Um but the thing that I want to point on that they talked about is to me personally, I agree with what they were talking about. And what they talked about was why now I understand from a game pass perspective, you want more people on game pass. And then the talk is, well, Sony's apparently working on their own game pass competitor, but what if Microsoft makes it so hard for Sony where it's just like, hey, why don't you just put Game Pass on your platform? 
Because that's they re, they they renamed it. They, it's called Game Pass. Yeah. So it could be on other platforms. It's not Xbox. Right. So the thing is, here's the other thing I want to point out. Guys, remember when they purchased Mojang? And the question was, are they gonna make are they gonna make Minecraft console exclusive to Xbox? They'd be shooting themselves in the foot. Right. So they didn't do that. It's available everywhere. Still. Why? Because they understand that Minecraft is one of the highest selling games of all time. And they realized that if they took it off of other platforms, they'd be leaving money on the table. Right. Well, the same thing with PlayStation for COD, in my opinion. Um, the funny thing is, though, is that since Microsoft now owns Activision, yep. who makes Call, Call of Duty, yep. when a person for PlayStation buys his Call of Duty, the yep. money goes to Microsoft. Exactly. Same thing for Minecraft. So that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter if they pull it off that platform or not. And they're still getting their money for it. To me... I don't think that they would or they should remove it from other platforms because of the money that's being left on the table. Yeah. Sure, remove like that early access shit for those consoles because you're going to put it on yours, obviously. But don't remove the game in and of itself from those platforms. You're just leaving money on the table. Yep. Nope. I definitely agree with what Maddie said there. It's a push for Games Pass. They can put yes. things on there available day one. From from their uh you know what was it first title part or first party titles, yep. Word, yeah. It just it's a push for Games Pass. It is, and every, I, they do seem like they're trying to make Games Pass the Netflix of the gaming world, right? Netflix is everyone has Netflix. It already kind of feels like it is, and, and it's only going to get bigger. Yeah, I think that's the play. Remember when the original tagline for Game Pass was over one hundred titles? Yeah. Now it's like over two. They keep the same tagline, but it feels like it's over 200 games at this point. Like, it, it, there's, there's so, there's so many, there's so many. Um, guys, I saw a notification for an encoding overload, so I don't know if we're okay right now on the stream. We haven't dropped any additional frames, so I'm thinking we're okay. But if we're not, please let us know, and we'll, we'll do something. Um, Shio says, to be honest, all old COD games on Game Pass would be pretty nice. That's what you were talking about. Um. Yeah, Maddie, I agree. It is it is a push for Game Pass. They did talk about that. Now, there's a statement I chose to not include in the show, and there's this very specific reason why I chose not to include it in the show, and it's Bobby Kotick's response. He sent out an email to all of his employees because he is still currently the CEO of Activision Blizzard. And in it was heavily talked about the metaverse. And that's a whole other topic for another show and probably not even our show, but I'm not going to include his shit because Bobby Kotick is a piece of shit. Hmm. I'm just going to put it plainly. I'm not sorry, Bobby, you're a piece of shit. So, and, and the amount of money that you're going to make from this deal is it's kind of shit. It's astronomical. So like, fuck you go away. So there's that, uh, Logan, welcome. It's back to the live show. It's good to see you. He says, yeah, Bobby's an asshole. He is an absolute asshole and it's good to see you, man. I hope you're doing well, Logan. Uh, Hossie says, I just can't stop thinking about the Xbox documentary that just came out, uh, with talking about how Gates wanted to dominate both the office and the living room. And that's the funny thing too. He wanted absolutely nothing 
to do with a game console at first, at first. But that documentary was phenomenal. If you have not watched, uh, is it Xbox on? Is that what the title of it is or something like that? Go watch it. It's like a six part documentary. It's all on YouTube. It's all free. It's so good. Can you run game pass on anything other than Microsoft software? As of right now, no. Although you can run. Yeah. Yes. Actually. Yes, you can Hossie because you can stream on your phone. Like you can use X cloud. Um, so you can, you can use game pass on your phone and you can stream it that way via the cloud. Um, and it runs on both Android and via hokey way on iOS. But yes, technically that those are not Microsoft software platforms. There's rumor for streaming stick coming out too. Absolutely. There's also talks about um, including Game Pass as an app on smart TVs like Samsung TVs where you would just connect a controller, either Bluetooth or um, or wired if you can, and uh, you'd just be able to play through the, the smart TV interface. So there, there's all these talks that are going around about it. But yeah, Microsoft are making money moves, but they're not the only one because we'll get to the other one in a second. But Will, I alluded to this earlier. We're going to get back to it right now. That's not the only thing Microsoft would own if this transaction goes through. If this transaction goes through, they will also own MLG. How so? Activision owns MLG. I do not know that. Yes. So if this transaction goes through by association, Microsoft would just own MLG. So Casey Kramer, um, last name spelled the same way mine is, but I don't think we're related, but shout out to Casey. Uh, He states, Microsoft now owns the MLG brand. Microsoft, now this, he puts now, it's not now. If it goes through. If it goes through. I need to keep saying that because I don't think, I I want people to understand this transaction has not finalized. There is a possibility that it might not finalize. So I'm going to, I'm going to rephrase his statements. Microsoft would own the MLG brand. Microsoft would own Halo, COD, Gears, Starcraft, Overwatch, and many more. Microsoft partners with esports engine for their esports programs. It's time, Adam. MLG Pro Circuit. So Adam Apicella, uh, in a separate tweet, stated, "My dream of a massive FPS event has inched one step closer. Rent every hall at Anaheim Convention Center, massive open bracket and stages for Halo, Gears, Call of Duty, and Overwatch, and grand finals for each in the attached arena on Sunday." Whoo! And then Tashi, the logistics of that. Oh, how are you going to get internet to everyone? Dude, don't fucking know, man. <laughs> if you need it, I suppose if it's land, maybe you don't need it, but you got to fiber. You got to stream it. Got to do it. Uh, so Joker said, uh, COD and Halo events, please. And Tashi replied with, this would be pretty wild, huh? With like a, with like a emoji of the guy, like looking up. Mm, think about it. Mm. Will, that's it for the regular news. Oh, that was, that, was, that was a section. Sorry, it was a doozy. But I I did condense that second article down. I know. Uh, Cybercon of the games, watch! So, um, Maddie says if DreamHack can do it, Adam and Esports Engine can. Not true. It is true. Imagine just Microsoft turns around and sells the MLG brand back to Adam. 
that's what I want to happen. Honestly, like I think it'd be so fucking funny or they go to Vindex and because Vindex owns EE. So like you go to Vindex and you're like, Hey, you could have all this branding at your yeah or whatever. Yeah. Or if Adam and Sundance go to Phil Satya or whoever is going to be the head of that division at that time, whoever it's going to be the lead of MLG at that time um, and go to them and be like, Hey, we'd like to propose a business deal here. Well, we will take that on. Um, however, a, a sort of contractual obligation there, a full buyout, whatever that may be. I don't know. Um, but I think that'd be really cool because no, I'm not saying they'd want to do that because maybe they just want to keep their new baby of Vindex and EE. Um, but who knows? Yo, what's up? Crunchy dad. Still one of the best names in the biz, baby. It is us though. Count another games. Watch call of duty league season one update. This is by the call of duty league with yesterday's update. The call of duty Vanguard and Warzone Pacific season two is now scheduled to start on February 14th. Wanted to quickly provide additional information to the competitive community as we near the start of the 2022 call of duty league season off the top. I'd like to say that we're bummed. We'll have to wait a few more days. We support and agree with the call of duty teams focus on the health of the game and prioritizing the experience for players. And for our part, we at the CDL will continue to do everything we can to ensure the 2022 season is the most exciting one yet. Team broadcast skins as part of the season two delay for the first few weeks of the season. Team, team uniforms and weapons in the broadcast will not have each team's respective colors. Instead, teams will compete in clean operator skins. The user interface and x-ray outline will still be in team colors. Ranked play. Ranked play is planned to roll out alongside new Call of Duty Vanguard game content in February. We're all very excited about the future of ranked play here and can't wait to share more details as we get closer to its release. And then viewership drops in team packs. We have a slight delay in delivery of viewership incentives for watching Call of Duty League Kickoff Classic and opening weekend. Kickoff Classic incentives will be delivered to your account by January 28th and incentives for opening weekend will be delivered with the season two patch. Lastly, team pack bundles will not be available at the beginning of the season, but later in February. Speaking of eSports Engine, Will, they partnered with the COD League for 2022. This is by Dexerto, and the statement says, New this year, eSports Engine has been named the official broadcasting partner for the 2022 season, bringing a slate of exciting features for fans to enjoy during Call of Duty League matches. This includes a new and expanded pregame show kicking off each match day, always on player POV cams, live feeds of players on the HUD while matches are in progress, and much more. Esports Studios will also utilize its Ohio studio throughout the 2022 CDL season to host on-site desk talent for major qualifier matches. Quote, for a number of years, the team at Esports Engine has worked closely with Activision Blizzard Esports to create electric and unforgettable experiences in Call of Duty Esports, said Vindex CXO and Esports Engine president and co-founder Adam Apicella. We're partnering with Activision Blizzard Esports to bring a number of the most skilled and passionate player, uh, professionals from our team to further build on Call of Duty's legacy. I think the fans will agree that the experience with competitive COD that Adam and his team at Esports Engine bring to the CDL is going to be invaluable and will bring our season to the next level, said Daniel Say, Call of Duty League General Manager. I can't wait to get started with the Kickoff Classic. Now let's talk about the Kickoff Classic, Will. Maven and Merc are potentially not returning to the CDL. We uh, were hinted about this last week during the live show. It was talked about in the chat. Thank you very much, chat. Well, we basically have confirmation from 
the horse's mouths. From Maven, he states, I genuinely don't know if I'll be involved in the CDL this year. The last two years have been frustrating. We had more staffing and budget than ever on production side and felt we went backwards in so many ways. I fought battles internally, and maybe that's hurting me now. See you later, Maddie. Have a great night. I hope it gets figured out. I want to do this forever. Cod is my life. The only thing I want is for it to reach the levels I know it can. If not, I plan to do freelance and potentially work with an org on COD content. Have a delightful day. And Merck states, Competitive COD has been a staple in my life for the last 12 to 13 years. As Maven tweeted, We are in the dark. For now, I'll be focusing on content and freelance work. Luckily, my stream is in the best place it's ever been. Lastly, I want to wish the people working this weekend good luck. Competitive settings. It's by the Call of Duty League. Competitive Call of Duty rules adjust over time. The rules below represent the settings in place for the Call of Duty League and Call of Duty Challengers events. Competitive settings version 1.2 have been developed in coordination between league administration and representatives, players, and coaches of the Call of Duty League. Maps and modes may change at a later date. And in other words, control has been added. Will? Yeah. Here are the results. In 7th and 5th through 8th, not 7th, Jesus Christ, in 5th through 8th, this is a a single elimination tournament, by the way, if I'm not mistaken. And also, if I'm not mistaken, this didn't mean anything. This is just like a... Yeah, there was no points, nothing. This was just a... For fun, kickoff, on LAN event. This was on LAN, by the way. With spectators, I might add. So, in 5th through 8th, we had the Atlanta Phase getting 3-1 by the Seattle motherfucking Surge with a brand new roster, Will. Holy guacamole. Also, in 7th and 8th, we had the Minnesota Rocker, because who would have guessed that? Taking a hot 3-0 from the New York Subliners. Again, with an all-fucking-brand-new roster, basically. Then we had Optic Dallas getting 3-1 by the LA Thieves. The LA Thieves with basically a brand new roster. They take 7th and 8th place, the Optic Dallas do. And finally, the Florida Muneers getting 3-1 by Toronto Ultra to take that final 5th through 8th place. In 3rd, 4th, the New York Subliners losing 3-1 again to the Seattle Surge, and the LA Thieves losing a close 3-2 against the Toronto Ultra, which means in second and first place, respectively, you had the Seattle Surge losing 3-1 to Toronto Ultra. Toronto Ultra take home $30,000, though, so that's pretty nice. Yeah, Seattle Surge fucking coming out hot, man. Not bad. Jesus Christ. Not bad. Not bad indeed. All right, the last piece of COD and other games watch that we have here, because I didn't really want to include this in the in the general news because it didn't really belong in the general news, I guess you could say, is ESL and Face It merged to create the world's leading competitive gaming platform. This is about ESL and Face It. ESL Gaming, the world's leading independent esports company, and Face It, the leading digital destination for competitive gamers, 
are joining forces to shape the future of competitive gaming under the name ESL Faceit Group. The new company will create the ultimate platform for competitive gaming with an unmatched proposition for players, fans, teams, publishers, developers, and partners, no matter where they are on their competitive gaming journey. The ESL Faceit Group will now come under the new ownership of Savvy Gaming Group, SGG, taking over from previous owners, MTG, not Magic the Gathering. The deal is subject to regulatory approval and is expected to close in quarter two of 2022. ESL and Faceit have both been fundamental to the incredible growth of esports and competitive gaming globally, with over 30 years combined in the industry. Together, they will form a new driving force in the fast-growing but fragmented esports landscape at a critical time in the evolution of the industry. For the first time, gamers, publishers, and partners will have a consistent journey that could take them from casual competitions to arena events on one platform. The deal will combine ESL's expertise in building, broadcasting, and commercializing premium esports ecosystems, including arena and festival events, with Faceit's capabilities in developing best-in-class tools for competitive games and a leading social network of competitive players. Together, ESL and Faceit deliver an end-to-end solution that supports game publishers and developers to build sustainable, competitive gaming communities in esports ecosystems. ESL and Faceit will retain their leadership teams in the new group with a new structure that would see Craig Levine and Nicolo Maisto as co-CEOs. Uh, Ralph Reichert, co-founder of ESL, will move into a non-operational role as executive chairman, supporting the leadership team. ESL Faceit Group will continue to embrace both companies' shared values and strategic goals and promote the creation of engaging, accessible, and socially competitive experience for, uh, experiences for gamers around the world. ESL CEO Craig Levine says, Our mission remains unchanged, to create a world where everybody can be somebody. Our merger with Faceit, along with the backing of SGG, will give us more know-how, capabilities, and resources than ever before to deliver on this vision. Whether competing or watching, doing so socially or at a professional level, every stage of the pathway will be improved through this merger. For gamers, publishers, and partners, this is a hugely exciting proposition to be able to take everyone on the journey from your first step into competition to playing on the biggest esports stages globally. Faceit CEO Niccolo Maisto said, In the past years, ESL and Faceit has a significant positive impact for the growth in the esports industry, bringing a variety of propositions for players, teams, publishers, and developers. By uniting these complementary capabilities and with the backing of SGG, we are taking a long-term approach to develop a more robust platform to better support the future of the whole competitive gaming ecosystem and generate more value for its stakeholders in a sustainable way. Here is where shit gets dicey. So if you're sticking with us for this long, I appreciate it greatly. Is like I said, at first, you may be listening along, watching along, reading it yourself, and thinking to yourself, hey, two really big things that do two things really well coming together to do the two things that they do really well even better. But where's the funding coming from? Well, here you go. ESL Faceit Group will be owned by Savvy Gaming Group, SGG. SGG is fully owned by PIF, Saudi Arabia's sovereign wealth fund, and was set up in 2021 to help drive the long-term growth and development of the global gaming industry. Brian Ward, CEO of SGG, said, 
SGG is committed to invest heavily in the games and esports industry and to maintain Jesus Christ and to materially strengthen the global games community. We are delighted to be working with ESL Facet Group, a deal that will enable us to actively support the creation of a world-class esports ecosystem. With our investment, ESL Facet Group will be able to accelerate the development of an unrivaled experience for players and fans. As the first step in the joint journey, the ESL Facet Group product team has outlined their thoughts and plans going forward, and you can read more about that in the community blog post. Well, I have that. And the three things that they have are show players their path to pro and the progress they make. So discover rising stars we will expand our offering of online competitions and integrate them directly into the professional team circuits. Our focus will be on developing strong coaching and learning programs at the amateur level while simultaneously using our professional esports broadcast to elevate and tell the stories of up and coming teams and players support more players in more regions, help grassroots development and local scenes take their place in the global community. In order to allow for future global competition, we are mixing online play with amateur and professional LAN events to build a stable grassroots level. Independent tournament organizers will be supported in building their local competitions and global representation. And finally, further develop our tools and technology to give everyone access to smooth and fair comp uh, competitive environments. Competition is only legitimized through equal and fair experiences for all players. We will continue to aggressively develop our server infrastructure, tournament tools, and anti-cheat solutions across multiple games to provide a level of playing field. This technology will continue to be accessible to everyone for free. Okay. Will, I don't know your thoughts on this, but I'm going to say one thing. I'm not going to get into it on this show. But the one thing I will say is, is that a lot of this sounds awesome. Okay. Everything that they say that they want to do in these, in these press releases sound great. Sound like it could really open some doors to, better opportunities for players that are uh, on the up and coming. Okay. While also providing world in class, like broadcast tools, whatever it may be. That sounds great. The issue is where the funding is coming from. If you want more information on that, I recommend doing research on the Saudi Arabian government and how all that takes place. Okay. Again, not going to get into it on this show, but if you want more information on that, I really heavily recommend doing research research on the Saudi Arabian government. And you can, uh, you can get some insight yourself. I imagine that there will be talks in our discord about this shit. So, feel free to join that conversation as well. Um, but yeah, that's what I'll say. Anything you want to add? Will? I don't know about it, so I'm not going to comment. All right. Sounds good. With that, that's it for cotton. All the games watch. It's time for Will's adventures with a nail. Will, what you play last week? played a few games. 
I see that. Uh, Halo Infinite finished up the <laughs> attrition challenges. I love what you put. <laughs> Rock uh, Friday night, if you were in the community play date, I did not play in the community play date. Oh, my God. Um, I really wasn't feeling a competitive game at that time. It's okay. So I played some Rock Band 4. I should put 4 on my thing here. And all I, I put is the note underneath is Friday Night Bourbon and Bangers because I was drinking some bourbon. What a phenomenal name. Playing uh, playing oh. some rock band. Friday singing, Night Bourbon and Bangers. Singing, singing my heart out. I uh, asked the group who was playing Halo what songs I should choose because I, I had random like, oh, play an encore for this set. And it gave me a list of songs. So I gave them some choices oh. and they helped me along. Uh, <laughs> so good. We we did. We, we provide some good Good recommendations, I'd say. Yeah, they were great songs. Not great for my voice, but you know, <laughs> good songs. I bet you killed it anyway. Uh, knowing that I was drinking, I put it on hard instead of expert, just giving me some some uh, leeway there. Sure. Anyway, uh, I played some F1 2021. Okay. I crashed in the race. I saw. Yeah. Lap one? No, no, no. That wasn't lap one. Oh, Oh, wait, yeah, I, uh, last one, I spun. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and I don't know how I spun. I, I thought I was on a straightaway there. Part of me thought someone got you, like, nicked you in the back, but I'm not entirely certain. Someone got underneath, got me loose, and put me into it. No. <laughs> yeah, fuck that person. I, I don't know. I really I don't, don't know. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, I was, I was in the pack, and all of a sudden, I'm sideways, and I'm like. But wait. I saw you, re- you were still able to keep going. Yep. I'm like, okay. And then, uh, and one person, uh, was out like, yeah, you were passing that person as soon as you were able to go straight again. Cause yep. I saw it go from 12 to 11 positions yep. Yep. and that person was just yep. dead they de- there. They DNF. Yeah, and then later that. on in the race, I was taking a corner. My back end just went out for me and okay. I hit the brakes and like, I gave the wall the smallest of taps. Sure. And it's like, boom, your tires off. Like, uh, okay. Thanks game. So I just, I, I don't know what it was about that track. I didn't like it. It can go die in a hole somewhere. I know. Jesus Christ. So I don't know what it, there was something up. I, I, if the, I was fine in practice too. Sure. I felt like I was fine in practice, but then once I got in the race, it just all bets were off. I, I crashed out. Um, I wonder where defiant ended up. Cause I didn't watch the, the end of the race. I got it was teammate, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just left. I'm going to go do other things. The football was on. Holy fuck. Played some Tarkov with some friends, which is my next game. Played some Tarkov. Um, and Tarkov is Tarkov. It's great. It's horrible. All at the same time. But Santa's gone now, right? Yeah, Santa's gone. No more presents from Santa. Nope. You have to earn them yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like... I guess... It's like every other game, right? Sure. That you're just going to run into people who know more than you, have not stopped grinding, grinded the game since it came out, and it just, like, it sucks. It feels like they, they have such a advantage because they just know more and they play more. Sure. There's no skill-based matchmaking. A level one can team up, can get in the same rate as a level 50, like... You know? So is this another proponent for skill-based matchmaking, though? No. To so say you're going to make the haters mad. 
They're going to be fuming. No, because, I mean, Tarkov is Tarkov. That's what it was meant to be. Sure. Um, it's enjoyable when it's enjoyable. It's not when it's not. It's like you it's die, like it sucks. Else. Yeah. Yep. How about those football games, though? Holy shit. Yeah, a lot of nail biters. Whoa. Packers losing at home after a bye week. <laughs> Fucking Matthew Stafford. Shout out to Matthew Stafford, by the way. And all the haters who didn't think that guy was that guy. Fuck off. He beat Brady at home. Now, Brady did not have their, he didn't have the full roster. I get it. I understand. But the fact of the matter is. That's never been a thing for Brady, though. Like, no. Brady wins despite the challenges. Right. But the the big thing for me was that it was another fucking, guys, if you didn't watch that game, I'll, I'll keep this quick. If you didn't watch the game, the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl was 28 to 3 towards the end of the third quarter, and Brady brought the Patriots, brought the Patriots back along with Belichick's defense to keep them to not score anymore. Tied it up, went into overtime, and won the game, right? Huge, monumental win. This almost happened again. Yeah. It was 27 to 3 midway through the third quarter. And uh, Brady brought them back 27 all. But Matthew Stafford with a fucking amazing throw and catch by Cooper Cup set everything up for a field goal, railed it in. When he fucking missed a chip shot field goal right before that, basically. And won the game 30 to 27. Unbelievable. Did you hear about the Niners Packers game and what Robbie Gold did? Where he said, fuck the Packers after the fact? Well, no, no. Did you hear that? No. That was hilarious. But also, like, they're on, the Niners are on that last drive, right? Yeah. And he decides that he's going to go warm up his leg yeah. just for the hell of it. Sure. So you he's warming up that. his leg and he's, he's sitting there and then the, the, he gets called to go in. He, he just, apparently he grabbed his shoulder pads, looked at his teammates and goes, looks like we're going to the NFC championship game, huh? Like <laughs> went out on the field and kicked it to win it. He, he was like, I think 19 and 19. He had never missed a field goal in playoff history or something like yeah. that. And uh, that's fucking confidence, though. Oh, yeah. No, the funny part is, is that after the game, I think it was him and Jimmy G both were like, like high five and chest bump and shit. And they're like, yeah, fuck the Packers. <laughs> and you heard it on the mic. Nice. It was so fucking funny. Yeah. Fuck the Packers. Fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. Jesus Christ. I'm not I, even saying that as a Vikings fan. I'm saying that as a football fan. Fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. What? 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 I mean, he is kind of. Where do you think he, I, the only thing I'm going to say is that he's an anti-vax piece of shit, but that's, that's the point. Um, but the fucking, the chiefs bills game. Holy moly. The OT game. They scored. I think it was 21 points in the last two minutes of the game. What the I fuck thought, yeah, man? Yeah, it was nuts. What the fuck? What a weekend of football. Wow. But anyway, Oh. What did you play, Josh? I played two games. I played Legends of uh, Runeterra, um, which is the Riot uh, mobile card game. And, yeah, it's it's the it is the best iteration of a free-to-play card game I've ever seen. Huh. Just, it's so inviting 
it doesn't force you to, it, to me, I think the reason why they don't shove microtransactions down your throat is because it's Riot Games and they already have so many established free-to-play franchises. League of Legends, Valorant, Team Fight Tactics. Um, why am I forgetting one? Because I believe, I, I mean, Legends of Ruterra, obviously. That's, yeah, there you go. They have so many established ones that they don't need to shove them down your throat. And it's just, it's so well done. There's like a, there's a story mode aspect to it. It's really good, really easy to understand. It's really fun. You should play it. It's free. Um, not an ad, by the way. And then I played Halo Infinite, obviously. Um, two things I want to talk about. The community played it, uh, where we gave you song suggestions. And then uh, Wacky Custom Games and FFAs. So we we did some attrition at first, and we won four in a row. So I got my weekly done right away, which was I did not think was going to happen. And then we did, did, did some FFAs and Wacky Custom Games to where, one, we did three like 300% or like the, the highest movement speed you can possibly have. I disabled sprint. I disabled all equipment and everything. And I gave everybody plasma pistols. Yeah. And, uh, and I increased the amount of damage that you do. Um, and so everybody was just zip zapping across the map, trying to pelt people with plasma pistols. It was fun. Um, we did rockets on behemoth where yeah. I did infinite rockets on a bottomless clip. And I increased the player's speed was again increased. So you could just run it around, just boof, 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 boof. You should have made it like rock and rail and did like, you know, just 50% gravity or whatever. So I, you're like, Phew. next time. Yeah. Next time. Uh, if you have a suggestion, I asked to, for people to put suggestions in the uh, Discord so I can take them down. Um, and then I think we did another one or whatever, but it was well, just, a, it was a really fun time. If only they had a rail gun. <sighs> if only they had a lot of stuff, Will. Um, and then the last part about Halo Infinite that I want to talk about is the best attrition game of all time. I was queuing with Justin, goalie sniper in the chat, and we're just going in as a duo. Got matched up with a couple of randoms. And for those who don't know, there's a glitch that can happen in attrition where even if all four of the enemy team are completely dead and they cannot be revived, all the lives are gone. The round won't end. The circle will enclose and you will die. Well, we decided to take matters in our own hands because that happened to us. They were all four completely dead. We had technically won the round, but the round never ended. So we said, now granted, I want to preface this entire thing with yes, we were assholes in this scenario. Yes, I feel bad for the enemy team because they had to deal with this shit. But man, was it funny. So the round was supposed to end. It didn't end. The ring closed in, closed in, closed in, and then it was closed. And you keep taking damage while in the ring. Well, all four of us were still alive. So what we did was we staggered our deaths within the ring to where one of us would die. One would get the revive. Another one of us would die. A different person gets the revive. And we would keep doing that for minute after minute, after minute, after minute. And I even told Justin, I'm like, if we want to stop, I'm good with stopping. We can do whatever we want. He was in game chat as well. And he, and the other guys were like, no, we'll just keep going. I'm like, all right, fuck it. So we just kept reviving each other because the ground would never end and we would never get to a point where we had to all die. 
eventually, they all quit in the round end, and we won the game. So that's, that's the greatest attrition game of all time. There you go. Right there. Uh, so three four three, fix your shit. That's what I'm going to say about that. Um, so yeah, just a fucking weird thing. I've also been hearing reports about challenges either not progressing like they're supposed to um, or progressing like they're not supposed to. Mm. Where Justin had win four games of attrition and he only won three but still got the challenge completed. Oh. I've seen issues where FFA challenges don't just don't count. So for your main line of progression, they really need to fix those problems. Here's something that I've experienced too. Sure. Um, my progression towards my challenges won't count if I use quick resume. I have to close my game every time. I've heard about that. So that's always fun. I've heard issues where quick resume would make it so your game just won't, you won't be able to load into matches either. So from Will and myself, if do not use quick resume for Halo Infinite at this point in time. Yeah, that's all I played. Just two games. All right. Will, let's get into some shout outs. Shout out to everyone who joined in the community playdate. I have a list. Marlin. One more. Hossie. Hossie. Snagu. Snag. Shot. Shot. Me. Josh. Goalie sniper. Justin. No flesh. Pancakes. Pancakes. High tech redneck. Beth. Hero Spartan. Hero. I don't know his name. And newcomer. Well, uh, Hossie was also a newcomer. Uh, Vanilla Gorilla. Ooh, I like that name. I, I, I had Vanilla he Gorilla. Will. He is one of Mars' friends, as a matter of fact. Nice. Uh, so shout out to every all of you guys. Thank you so much for joining the community play today. I hope you guys had a fun time. And then shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. Let's go through them. We have Rad Cabbage and Risky Drew with the follows. Thank you so much. Uh, Eric with the 11th month resub and the gifted sub to Voodoo Man. Berg with the sub and Brian with the 18 month resub. Thank you all so very much for the support. Greatly fucking appreciated. Let's get into community creations. Halo memes every day. Red.com forward slash r forward slash Halo memes. Clips of the week number 141 by High Tech Redneck. It's on YouTube. Go check it out. We have two, count them two. Little video is here from Wonderboy over on Twitter. Bizarre CTF simplified and Aquarius CTF simplified. It's just some short form video content um, from Wonderboy himself on just some easy to learn strats about Bizarre and Aquarius CTF. So if you want to get your tactics in there, go for it. Cloud9, what makes them so good? It's a video by Onset. You already know it makes them good, but go watch the video. This technique lets you hit impossible jumps. This is by Shyway. It's a video on how to do um, the like curb slide. Oh, sure. Yeah. So if you want to learn how to do curb sliding, watch the video. Is grenade jumping back at all? Has anyone tried? Kind of. The physics are kind of fucky. Oh, sure. So... It is, but it isn't. You have to get it like basically on the dot, and it's not as high as other Halo titles. Gotcha. Because the physics are fucky. Stronghold's AI position. This is by Moody Plays. This is a fun little tidbit for you. Uh, Moody Plays states, Today I learned that the AI gives away the position of whoever is in the stronghold. It will always be facing where the person is standing. Now you'll be able to tell when someone's hiding in a hill. So if you really pay attention to that AI that's in a stronghold and you see where it's facing, that's where your teammate and or enemy is. 
There you go. 343 Industries Halo Infinite Art Blast is by Daniel Wade. We have the Active 2022 Casting Reel by Active. Go check that out. And finally, Puckett's Top 5, which just released today. This is by Puckett. Will, that's all I got for our almost two and a half hour show. I apologize. But it was fun. Yeah. So, Will, without, without further ado, would you mind plugging the show? Yeah. If you want to listen to our voices, you can find us on podcast services like iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. And Pocket Cast. If you want to read our text, join the Discord. We talk about stuff in there. All sorts of channels. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook if you like social media. If you want to watch our faces, we're on Twitch and YouTube. You can join, or not join, but go to hdsprotoc.com. It's our website. Link to Merchant Top Right Corner. Things happen in the future there. And yes. don't forget about the fine folks over at Podcast Evolved. If you want lore missions, books, blogs, and Halo news stories, go check out their shows, Podcast Evolved, Mission Debrief, Book Club, Built with Blogs, and Halo Headlines. Josh, what's on the next episode? Well, first, before we get into that, where where do we go to check out all that content, Will? What website? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Halopodcast.com. Your home for Halo. Will, on next week's episode of the show, we discuss the results of the final HCS Pro Series of split number one, along with the results of the North America Anaheim Regional Qualifier. And we'll really find out who took the time to stream their games. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 219 of HCS Pro Talk. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching. Um, there, There's one thing I want to add to this. I've said it before where... We'd really appreciate it if you took the time to leave us a review on podcast services if you're able to. I don't, th another thing I want to ask, and I, if you know me, I don't like doing this. Will can attest to this. But I'm just going to say this. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy the content, consider sharing it to your friends online, wherever you want to. And that's greatly appreciated as well. Again, I feel weird asking. But I just want to throw it out there, tail end of the show here. Why not see what happens? If you enjoy the show, consider sharing it. That's all I got. Will, yeah. I, I don't know what the fuck else to say other than... I feel uh, weird now. It, I did, do. I really do. Feel, I told you, you get it. I Remember do feel to like, fucking comment, weird. subscribe. Leave us a follow if, you're, if you love the show, if you stop by. Yeah. You gotta self-promote, you know? Ring-a-ling the ding-a-ling yeah. uh, on YouTube to get notified with another video. <laughs> Dude, I'll fucking know what these kids do. I don't. Yeah, um, we're, God, we're getting old. I will say we do have a TikTok that we haven't officially promoted because we don't have anything on it. But we yeah, do we got it. We got it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get that. Tuned, stay tuned for that. Maybe we'll, uh, you know, with Friday. Maybe I'll just head here right from work. We'll do some filming. We'll do uh, for TikToks and <laughs> Jesus <laughs> the TikToks, Christ. and then we'll we'll prepare the watch party. We'll get something going. All right. We'll have to wait and see. Could be a lot better. Could be a lot worse. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 219. We'll be back next week to talk about all the things that happened in the HCS scene, along with some other things that may have happened in the video game world. But until then, we love you and...